Back to our regular broadcasting times. TGIM, right? Thank God it's Monday. That's right. Five o'clock somewhere. We want to, before we start the show, a quick moment of silence for uh, the fallen people on 9-11. That was 20... 22 years. 22 years now. So very, very quick moment of silence, everybody, just to remember the fallen people on 9-11, so... Ah, thank you for that. Um, it's crazy. You ask anybody what you were doing on 9-11, they know. Oh, yeah. You can't forget it. It's it, it's etched in your memory permanently. It, yeah, it's something yeah. where you can ask, I mean, what were you doing on 9-11? Let me ask you. Well, it was around 9 a.m. when I heard about it, right before 9, 8.45. And mm-hmm. um, I was home. I was kind of part-time going to college, working. And JJ calls me, goes, hey, are you watching TV? I said, no, I don't mm. watch TV in the mornings. You're busy. He goes, well, you may want to turn it on. So I turn it on. I'm like, shoot, what the hell's going on yeah. here, man? He's like, yeah, plane, first plane crashed into uh, the World Trade Center. And right after I turned it on was when the second one hit. Yeah, I had my, I had my ninth grade history teacher roll in a TV. Wow. And that's what we were watching for first period. And it was just, we were kind of like, I mean, you're, we're, we're ninth graders, so we were what, 14? And we were just in awe, like, what, what the hell's really going on here? Did they, like, give a warning, close down to school, or were they going to do anything like that? No, not really. I mean, school was, it was school. They didn't was send open. you guys home? No. Hmm. No, they just, I mean, again, so it was whatever was happening was happening in New York. I mean, was there any real point of going to school that day anyway, well, after yeah, everything? Well, because believe it or not, the first two periods, that's all we did. <clears throat> yeah, I can Because we walked into second period, which was a math class. And again, same thing. TV was on. Yeah. And I remember my math teacher was actually sobbing. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah it was, uh, it was, it, it was insane. Like what was, what it was going on and. Till today, like I said, everybody, whoever you talk to, you say, you know, what were you doing on 9-11? Everybody knows what they were doing. Oh, yeah. What I were was, you doing, Pat? I was just getting to work, and that was over at, uh, I'm sorry, NCCF, so that's North Crown County Correctional Facility uh, Jail. And basically, I got there, and it was already going on because of the time difference. And we were like, jail was shut, you know, all locked down, and we're like, what's going to happen? Are they going to do it over here in LA? So they're getting ready for stuff over here as well. So we're like, man, that's kind of like almost like we're on the brink of war and we didn't know what was going on. We're just like, all right, let's just see what happens. And it was, like I said, I can't forget it. It, It's etched. And the crazy thing was, you know, recently, I think it was today, right? It was today. Uh, Kamala Harris compared Kamala. Not, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Kamala to Harris. Uh, forgive me for Minnie's mis- laughing for not, over there. for not pronouncing her name. Uh, compared 9/11 and yep 
She did. World Pearl War, Harbor. Pearl Harbor on January yeah. 6th. To January 6th. Yeah, I saw that. And it's just like, you know what? That is so insulting to the family members, the fire department, the police officers who lost their lives. Right. When America was actually under attack. Yeah. Because it was yeah. it was literally the second time that we were attacked on our own soil. One was Pearl Harbor, which a lot of people would say, well, it was Hawaii. We're like, no, dude, they attacked yep. American soil. And this was number two where we Significant were- Significant attack. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and it was, you know, it was- uh, Sorry, guys. It was uh, monumental buildings. Yeah. <laughs> and it went down. And they went down. Again, yeah. we don't want to get into the conspiracy yeah. theory part, portion of that because- Oh, nine buildings went down? Mon- was it? I mean- Ton. Just it was it horrific. Was, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, is that you? Or is that me? Oh, sorry. No, because I think there was an issue with YouTube. That's why I'm, I'm just double checking to make sure. Is no, yours no, frozen yeah. too? Your no, YouTube? it's running. Now it is. That's why the volume came up and now then you shut mm. it off. Did it just, did YouTube just start? <clears throat> did you guys hear the first six minutes or? Hold on. Oh my God. Yeah, they probably didn't. Was there an issue with YouTube? Guys, very, very quickly, let us know if the, the, the live was going on, if you guys heard us with the intro and everything. Whoever is, whoever is YouTube just started. Oh, it was probably delayed on YouTube. Mm. Anybody, that- anybody on Facebook and Twitter watching us, let us know if you guys were delayed. Because we, we did a moment of silence for... Right. Uh, the fallen victims of 9-11. And uh, we very, very briefly talked about um, where we were on 9-11. So um, people are saying no, no, no. No to what? That Was there a delay? Oh, oh see, Bros and Bruce are saying we missed all that. Ophelia is saying no. Edward is saying no. Interesting. That's weird because I, I couldn't say any viewers and that had happened once, but everybody could see us. That's why I didn't make a big deal Strange. about it until Strange. I noticed I couldn't see it on my own phone. Right. Well, happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> TGIM. TGIM. It's five o'clock somewhere. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, geez. Uh, Patrick Lee Gibson is here with us. Uh, you were with us, what? Now it was two years ago, right? Yeah. It's was it that long? Has it been that it's long? Been two years. And at the time you were running for Congress. Right. Uh, Against Adam. Again, Adam Schiff. uh, Schiff, (laughs) sorry. Uh, Adam Schiff. Uh, I always tend to mix those two names up together. But, uh, you know, you had our full support. It was a hell of a campaign, obviously. Um, Running against, you know, some big politicians, some lifelong politicians, career politicians. Right. And here you were. Retired sheriff. Retired now, yeah. Or retired now. Then I was still working. Yeah, still were working. You, I thought, I thought you were retiring back then too. Or were you on leave? No, I was on leave. Okay. Medical leave. Yeah, you were on medical yeah. leave, right. So, you know, somebody who is not a career politician stepping into the political game, obviously, for not the clout and the political interest, no. but, you know, to make better of what was going on in our state. Right. And, you know, two years have passed by already and... I think it's really gotten better. Uh, it's gotten worse. It's actually gotten worse. And yeah. uh, it was unfortunate, you know, you didn't win that seat. Um, Shifty Shift continued to uh, 
run his little clown show that's going on right now. He's and, still doing it. Yeah, and yeah. shit is continuing to hit the fan. And it's actually, like you just mentioned, it's getting worse as as time goes on. And, you know, more and more people are waking up and realizing that, hey, um, something's got to change because now it's hitting, you know, certain people's back doors and, you know, Glendale got hit with the smashing grabs. Things are happening in Sherman Oaks. Oh, yeah. Northridge. Um, it's not just the yeah, it's it's retail stores. Just <clears throat> check, pay attention to your ring and next door app. Um, Burglaries are I, I don't think I've ever crazy. seen daily multiple times, hey, some uh, weird character in front of my door. And then they'll post a picture. Has he been in front of your door? Have you seen him on your ring cam? Mm -hmm. I mean, these things I had never seen until, especially the last year. Every day on my ring cam and next door app, I see some type of. Yeah. Do you guys recognize this face, or did this happen to you as bold? It's crazy. Emboldened, big time. You look at Beverly Hills now. You saw that clip I yeah. sent you, right? I'll send it to you as well. You could take a look at it. Yeah. So it was showing different retail stores of Beverly Hills and said, rest in peace, Beverly Hills. The major Nike store was shut down. I mean, even your local Chipotle in Beverly Hills was wow. completely closed down. And, and you saw all these for lease signs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. after, after seeing that video, I was going to hit up one of my, uh, one of my colleagues who actually works in Beverly Hills. Uh, he does a lot of commercial deals, which I got to remind myself to hit him up tomorrow. I'm curious to find out what's <coughs> going on in the market there. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, businesses are losing their their minds right now. You know, yeah. these guys. They're again, no consequences. Yeah. So you can go in, pretty much do what you want, and what no one can stop you because if they do, there's the uh, what was it SB five five three. So that one basically is saying that if you touch anybody, we we're you know talking about it earlier, and you try to defend your store, or you're the owner and you try to defend your store and you try to stop them now. That's a $18,000 fine per, for each occurrence and per each person of your employee. So you lose, you lose it behind. So basically he can, he'll be okay to steal, what was it? Under $900, right? Under $900. It was $950, but I, is that going away with this bill? Because. No, it's not. It's still there, but. It's still there? Who's going to okay. come. Because what it about? says is if enacted would require virtually every employer in California to adopt comprehensive workplace violence prevention plans starting July 1st of 2024. Yep. So less than a year from now, basically. Here it comes. Yeah. 10 months from now, nine and a half months from now, we have to train all our employees to be, as we said, security guards. Yeah. You're, you're, their job, their scope of work has changed. So now you have to include that. And guess what that does? That includes your insurance company who's going to insure you. Because yes. now that's part of their scope of work. They're not just retail anymore. Now there's security. Who's going to cover that? Well, quickly going right. back, you said there's an eighteen thousand dollar fine, right? right? So, if I own a, I don't know, let's call it a jewelry shop, and they bust in and they start to smash and right. take things away, my employees basically have to stand back and watch everything get destroyed yep. and taken. And if they were to touch, stop, hurt, maybe possibly even uh, unarm. An individual, my store can be fined absolutely by the state. Yeah, you get fined. It's no different than the security restrictions they have, for example, at Americana 
right? You know, those security guys aren't allowed to touch anybody that's breaking in. All they can do is just call 911 and observe and observe and report. That's it. That's it. So they can't try to take the handbags away from you if you, they, you even run across them. They can't do that. Remember, we talked about this with Michael Passion. That's, yeah. that's I mean, the unfortunate reality we're living in right now. And, and so, you're right. I'm sorry. It, it, this is where we see it's gotten worse. So what? Ha- what's the point of having a security guard then? To report. That's it. So an employee can't report it? No, it's or an additional level it, of uh, just to make sure. It's an yeah. additional level of bullshit. <clears throat> If somebody decides, like, unfortunately, a couple of years ago that, you know, jumped off the parking structure or there's an accident, something, they, they're, they're official reporters. So, you know, I mean, mandated they've, they've, reporters. they've even taken the title away from, a, like, a rental cop at this point. They're just, a, they're just, a, they're, they're a witness. That's all that's they all are. They're is. an eyewitness. That's all they are. Yeah. Well, Assuming they're yeah. even within that vicinity of whatever takes place, right? And most security guards in that regard, they're not going to touch, touch them. They're like, well, I'm not going to jail. I'm not doing this. And I'm getting paid what? Now it's 14 20. <laughs> no, they get paid more now because they won't go to work. You know, so it's like $20, $21 an hour, but they're, they won't do anything. But if you are paying for higher level security, $40, you're paying for off-duty guys or people who are way more trained, then you're going to get service. Then they're going to stop them. But that's where we're at now. Obviously, who's going to show up? We're Police departments are already defunded, so who's going to come save you? Because, I mean, look at right? it this way. If you... If you were to see a security guard standing at a store, and we mentioned this uh, a couple of podcasts ago where you walked into uh, the shoe store on Melrose where the yeah. guy looked like a green beret, like he was a Navy SEAL. Right. Like he's got full his full on, Teflon yeah. and everything going on. And, uh, you know, if, if a smash and grabber were to see somebody like that standing at the door and he's not, he doesn't even have a CCW, he's got a full on open carry. I think they would second guess breaking in and wanting right. to steal stuff. Now the state is trying to take that away as in like, you can't protect your own store with your own private security. If you do, you could pay your private security that 40 bucks an hour, yeah. but he's not allowed to touch him. And if he touches him, I'm going to fine you $18,000. No. So that's where if it's actual security, then you're, they're okay. You know, as long as they that's in their scope of work. So if you hire security, then obviously they can do that. But um, it all depends on who you're hiring, what type of company. Are mm. they just going to put a body there? But like you said, if you have that whole, you know, you got a gun out and everything else, more people are going to go, well, I'm going to the next one because they got a guard that's not armed and he's not going to do anything. And if he does, you know what, they're, they're bringing bear spray too and they spray him and they just go and do whatever they're going to do anyway. So, and a lot of them are carrying knives, they're carrying guns, but. So the expectation is not so much for the employer to, they're being mandated to train their employees to be security guards in a sense. It's more so about training them to not go anywhere near the uh, robber, basically. Basically, Um, you know, it's an open, like, hey, the store's open. Let's go take what we want. And that's what they meant. It's always Black Friday, I guess, every day. Very huh? true. So I mean, it's well, that's going to be a whole other realm. Could you, yeah? Could you imagine, like now that that things are becoming more and more lenient with law, with law that is, yeah, uh, it's going to get it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And the sad part of all <laughs> this is that police officers and sheriffs uh, 
are basically blamed for it as well. Yeah. Because yeah, seriously, th all they can do is this. And, you know, we will have uh, uh, Captain Robert Williams, who's part of GPD, uh, join us on the podcast uh, in the near future. But, you know, when when you, we speak to him, we say, you know, what what next? Why are these criminals being able to do what they're doing and then they're released within hours? And, you know, the captain says, he goes, look, as law enforcement, we make the arrests. Right. We stop them from committing the crime. The rest of it, it's all law. Yep. Whatever the judge, whatever the lawyers, whatever they, whatever they, DA. Put, yeah, the DA, yeah. whatever they implemented as a law, that's what they follow. Yeah, you ha and that's what it, that's what they've been doing. Yeah, you know? and so that yeah. you know, it it goes back, and you kind of think about it. You go, so the police officers are doing their job. They're they're actually doing the arrest. The sheriff's department, they're doing their arrest. So who are we to blame here? It's the people that we've we've quote unquote voted into office. Right. Yeah. Politicians are the one. They set the laws, not law enforcement. The Gascons, yeah. the state assembly, yeah, state, state assembly. That's, That's why I called today. My credit card companies were surprised. I called them in the morning. I said, "Listen, guys, uh, I'll be closing my accounts." They said, "Why are you closing your accounts? You have, you know, you've been with us for twenty some years. You got great credit." I said, "Well, I don't need it anymore because everything is just free business now. I'm just going to go in and pick up whatever I need." <laughs> I don't need credit cards. I'm not going to pay 29% interest on. That's crazy. That's right? Another form of robbery, but yeah. yeah. The feds are raising the rates yeah. again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they are. Might, they might are. as well take advantage. Here we go. Hey, guys, I have a script. I'll email it to you guys. Just call the credit card companies. They'll close their account. Go out there. Buy anything you want for your mom, for your kids. <laughs> buy anything? Well, we'll show sorry, you how to buy I meant, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> take anything you want. Oh, By the way, um, for those of you Believe wondering, Ed is, Ed is in good health. He doesn't have COVID or anything. The reason why he's not here tonight is because it's his father's birthday. Oh, happy so, birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Vigen Opar, uh, uh, to a healthy, long life. Um, they were celebrating that a lot of people over tonight. That's that's the reason why he's not here tonight. So Happy birthday. Yeah, next Monday when he's here, don't ask us for a COVID-negative COVID test. <laughs> Not gonna provide that. We did it once. That was yeah, for we, entertainment we're, purposes. We're tired of sticking stuff into <laughs> holes that they don't belong. No. Oh, How many openings do you have? Doing a job. We'll be here for a while. <laughs> oh, so uh, you ran for Congress last time. Right. Now you're running for state assembly. Tell us a little bit about the difference between a congressman and an assembly member. Well, basically. Assembly is kind of like Congress, but it's Congress for California. Okay. So you make, um, what you call it, you, uh, legislation, bills, laws, all of those things that you, that so these they've state been bills, shoving down assembly our Assembly bills? Yeah, they're assembly bills. So when you see the AB in front of it, that's, that's from the assembly. That's all you guys. Right. And then you see the SB, that's from the Senate. So you got two houses that make legislation. And, you know, obviously we have our courts. And then just like presidency, you know, United States, you have your executive, which is, you know, Newsom. I can't believe I said that, but um, yeah, so you have all of that and you can make bills that actually support businesses, which they're not doing right now. Um, and bills that, you know, I would love to do, I'll be making bills that support parental rights. Uh, that's going to happen. And public safety, which I'm running on because obviously we're in dire need of that right now. Uh, so those are the things that I'm really going to, uh, you know, 
that'll be my forefront and what I do and something to bring back safety because our current uh, assembly woman, I'll say it, Pilar Chavo, she is not doing that. And she just voted yes on SB 14, which is the, um, what was that? The um, sex trafficking of minors, right? Sex, tra- sex trafficking of minors, she voted no against in the beginning. So, and I guess the rest of their idea was, well, we already have enough, uh, too many people in jail or there's already enough um, uh, crime punishment for that. So we don't need to go any further on that. But obviously we all know what came out. So uh, was the movie uh, Freedom? Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom, right. Uh, so that movie came out and it pushed back and pushed back. And then a lot of them started apologizing. Oh, we're so sorry. We should have said yes. And then, um, you know, my opponent finally went, oh, okay, I guess I'll do it now. So a little, little too late well, in it, my book. If if the prison systems are overpopulated, oh, is part man. of it because we have all these, you know, petty crimes as far as, let's say, somebody's in there for, for marijuana or... Not anymore. Ha- no. Nope. So then what, what's... You got a lot of murderers in there. You got a lot of... Um, legitimate pedophiles in there. You have a lot of, a lot of that stuff. I, like I said, I retired about almost, geez, almost a month now. And I, I transported rapists, uh, tons of uh, pedophiles that are out there and, and it increased. And from when I first started uh, 20, she's 24 years ago until now, I mean, before in the beginning was, you may have had like three to five that they were going to be transported to jails or to, to and from court. And now you have full, multiple busloads of this going on back and forth to court, back and forth. And now there's a lot of them in there. And I was like, how did that happen? You know, they started catching them. But I think this is part of the other thing is they want to, you know, obviously lowering the age of consent, you know, uh, and all the other stuff they're trying to do right now. And it's straight up an attack on our our children. Because I I don't see, for example, I mean, You've got all this land in the middle of the desert, right? Death Valley and uh, Barstow area. I mean, that land is free. 5,000, you can buy 2 million acres in that area, right? What is it? The amount of money we waste, can't we build more? If, assuming they are overpopulated, right? If that's that's true, that they are overpopulated with rapists and um, murderers and all that, then... Why can't we spend some of that money that we send to other countries to protect them, to build some of these prisons? And, I mean, a prison, I, I Arman, know... Arman, you're using common sense. Careful. Oh, sorry. sorry. Well, that's, a sh- that's a wrap, guys. Yeah, but what about Ukraine? <laughs> right? Who's going to pay for the shit going on in Ukraine? Well, Zelensky said there's going to be no elections. What did he say? Until... Unless the European Union or United States or they get funds, into, it, um, funds it, basically. Yeah. NATO, yeah. That's yeah. that's cute, right? Yeah. You know who else said that? Hitler. <laughs> you know who else said that? Stalin. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, to build these prison systems, I mean... The money's there's, there. There's, there's a lot of controversy, right, as far as, well, you know, is it is it more beneficial to have uh, private prison systems or government or... Right which one is actually more legitimately ran and all that. I don't know enough about it to have an opinion, but well, I'll give you my opinion on that because I've been there. Right. Yeah. Um, if you're working in government, right. And it's government controlled, 
um, you know, you'll get somewhere with it, but look at our government now. So before it was great because actually people were getting rehabilitated. It was, you know, they had programs and stuff and, you know, jail was there. You, you messed up, you went to jail. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Right. Uh, even with the private companies, I would think that would actually not be a bad idea either because they have to pro, um, provide proof that they're actually doing something. So add rehabilitation into that as well. And, you know, what is, what are your numbers look like? How many are you re- re- rehabilitating? You know, cause government, they're going to go on their red tape. It's going to take it slow, but if it's privatized, I would think that maybe, you know, it get more results because they're getting paid. And yeah. if you don't do the job, you're not going to get paid. So there's, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. Um, you have government controlled, uh, you know, you have the, um, California uh, Correctionals Institutes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So with all of that going on, I mean, man, I, I'm telling you, no one wants to work in jails anymore. No one wants to be police officers and they're hurting right now. Because looking at it, I was just Googling. California <clears throat> now spends 106000 each year to keep a person incarcerated. 106000 yeah. More right? than schools, right? Schools, what now? 23? It was 17, isn't it now? Low 20s? So it's five times the cost. Oh, yeah. Five times the cost. Free medical, everything. How much yeah. how much money does it I mean, there's there's a ton of billionaires out there that could build a prison within a year or two. Several of them. I don't think the prison sure should be that complicated. If you had a thousand dollars in each prison, if the government is subsidizing hundred thousand dollars a year, that's hundred million dollars a year per prison. Big business. I'd, I'd get think. into that business. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's more than what Medicare it's pays me. Bro, are you kidding me? It's it's yeah. it's that's what it's being run as. It's being run as a business, which is fine if the outcome was like you said. If the positive. statistics were yeah. positive, yeah. let's say obviously you know when it comes to the murderers and those guys, you don't want to put them in a program and let them out in six months, but. The, the petty crimes, at least, you want to have some type of programs or even some minor drug abuse and whatnot. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there is any, like, especially with the drug abuse stuff. See, this goes back to the clip that we posted um, two days ago, where it was in um, Philadelphia, and it was in downtown Philadelphia, and you had a bunch of homeless people out in the streets. Majority of them were intoxicated. Um, you looked at some of them, you're like, holy crap, this person is probably like ODing right now. And, you know, if, for example, those people were were arrested for substance abuse, uh, you know, having an illegal weapon or having drugs on them, illegal drugs on them, and they were put in jail, there should be a system built instead of basically making sure they're sober and then letting them out within a couple of hours having them get some actual rehabilitation help, help. rehab. Help. Yeah. Those are always good things. Because this cir- this kind of circles back to the homeless crisis as well. There, the homelessness has continued to grow. Karen Bass, who is the current mayor of Los Angeles said that she was going to be tackling this full force, but yeah, we heard the all same thing too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you, you continue to look at Santa Monica. You continue to look at, you know, majority of downtown. parts of Los Angeles, oh, downtown yeah. LA, Skid Row. It's still, it's still as bad as it was prior to her taking office. Right. So a lot of people say it's a housing issue, housing issue, housing no, issue. No, I do not agree. We need to stop with the housing issue because now we've realized that, especially with some of the city council members who came onto our podcast, we talk about, 
the state requiring a certain amount of housing being built in order to not get funds cut right. from the city. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, are you guys building shit just to build shit so the state doesn't cut funds from you? Or are mm. we, I mean, what's really, what's really going on? <laughs> right. Because instead of the money going in to build these bullshit uh, Mickey Mouse cookie cutter uh, luxury condominiums and apartments, how about we go out a little further out, like you were mentioning, somewhere off the 14, maybe off the 15, and build a rehabilitation center, a drug abuse center, a mental health in- institution where we can actually help these people get off the streets and actually get help. Right, because they're dying. You know, I lost a cousin uh, to a fentanyl overdose about a year ago, right there in ho- the streets of Hollywood and in home in, uh, homeless encampment tent. And that's where they found her. Oh, you know, she overdosed on fentanyl. And I lost family members. I'm sure there's other people out there, thousands of people, because a lot of them are dying from fentanyl overdose. And it's, it's not stopping. And then you wonder, like you said, is it a housing issue? They don't want to go in a house. If they had the ability to do so, or, you know, to, the ability means to get off that drug mm-hmm. and get into a home and make themselves better. But how do you do that when they're completely, utterly addicted to that, that drug, right? Fentanyl, whatever it is, meth, they're all bad because you become that slave to that drug. And you have no other you know, nothing other in your brain other than take that drug, take that drug. I have to take that drug. And it's a great, um, you know, for people trying to, you know, see that there's a motivational whatever, that motivates you very much. Because I I had uh, met a woman out when I was doing patrol out in the sheriff's apartment. She made over $2 million in one year. And that was, you know, everything she could do to make that money to get that drug into her. She did. And and she 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 took meticulous notes. You know, and she's off of that stuff now, and she's then she's a motivational speaker on top of that. But she, you know, she did that, and she understands, you know, what it took and why it's there. So people have to understand it's not like oh, it's it's their decision. Let them just go and do whatever they're gonna do. Well, they're dying. Is that okay? You know, and this is what our government is. They're they're not even paying attention to it. And if they're gonna say it's building houses, that's the answer. No. It's rehabilitation centers. We need them direly. Yeah. You know, we need things like that to start saving our population because they're dying, See, literally dying. The city of Glendale has a great homeless, uh, homeless encampment system <clears throat> where they have a hotline. And if you were to see somebody camping out possibly, or whether it's urinating, defecating, doesn't matter, doing drugs, uh, you call the hotline, PD goes out, makes the arrest, and they actually try to house these people. But then it go, you go back again and you say, why are we wasting tax dollars trying to house somebody, as you mentioned, that right. doesn't want to be housed? Yeah, because you got to follow rules there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, in, in this heat, you'll go give him a hotel for about a week, two weeks. Right. Yeah, he'll take his shower, or he or she will take their showers and sleep in that warm uh that cool room in their warm bed. Clean. Yeah, clean. And then once that hotel reservation is up, where are they going to be? They're going to be back on the streets again. Because their dealer is out there. And if they're not close to their dealer, they're not getting their drugs. That's what Hector says. Lock up the dealers for life. That's that's the idea, right? They need the consequences. They don't start selling to people so easily. Every time we talk about this, 
there's somebody who still hasn't pulled their head out of their ass who's, who makes the same comment. Thank Reagan for closing. Look, guys, Reagan was a president 800 years ago. Long Fine. Time. What he did, he closed mental health facilities. Yes, we know that. We agree. Maybe, I don't know why he did it. I wasn't politically... I didn't have the show back. Did you have the show back then? No, 1987, no, no. 88? No, no, no. I, well, yeah, I didn't have yeah. the show yet. No. I barely had moved here back then. So why he did it, I don't know. But it's been a long time. And we've had a ton of Democratic uh, governors and assemblymen and congressmen and yeah. women. And nothing's Not, been done. Right. So nothing to, to, to constantly say, well, Reagan did that in... Yeah. Okay, fine. That was 40 plus years ago. Yeah. How about now? This thing can be resolved in less than 24 months. We have the money. We have the resources. We just don't have the desire because it doesn't benefit well, us. I mean, look, it, they're making money off this stuff. Of course. You know, there's there's all kinds of uh, programs that are out there. You know, they're building homes. Uh, they're offering all kinds of other services but not the ones to get them out. You know, there's um, Narcan that's coming out. Well, man, Narcan's great because it's saving their lives. Wow. So they can take it again and you have to take Narcan probably in another week or two or sooner because they're getting high again or they're getting overdosed. So that is a self-sustaining uh, program and it's going to keep going until they actually get the, the dealers. They get the, you know, they start shutting that down. And where is it coming from? coming from the border because it's getting shipped through our borders from china so yeah. there's a lot of problems we got to solve but they need to plug the holes because our ship is sinking obviously i mean yeah. and it's, it comes from having the wrong people sitting <clears throat> in office because yeah. they don't you, give a you shit don't they're just they're the, literally filling up their pockets exactly you don't think the military can, can go down to the border you think if the military snipes 10 20 30 of these guys what do you think is going to happen you don't think it's worse going to get our hey guys listen they're done they're snipers you see them right before you're gone. There's a red little dot or green little dot on your forehead, and then you're gone. Yep. You, Stop. I, I promise you within a few weeks, people are going, no, it's no, I don't want to go there. No. You go. You're not being inclusive enough. We have to cut the border walls and weld them as doors. As electronic. Oh, as, yeah. <laughs> they already cut them. Yeah. Is, yeah. Did you see that? There's I mean, one they could have done open. a better job and put some glass doors just in case they need to smash and grab some shit. But it, it, it is what it is. Like I said, when you have the wrong people in office, their best interest is their best interest. They don't yeah. care about what you think or what your family, what your family's needs are. That's that's why they're when they go into office, they go in there on a fifty, sixty thousand dollar income. By the time they're out of there, they're multimillionaires. Amazingly, right? Look at Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she's eighty three years old. She's running for. I mean, <laughs> thank God she's running for re-election, guys. I mean, I don't know what we do without her. <laughs> How we survive these wow. past few when months? When I saw it, I was like, "It's a, here's the thing." The 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 headline said, "83-year-old, 84. 84-year-old Nancy Pelosi to run for re-election." And I'm just like, "Did this bitch not just say like last year that she's done? What are you gonna do? How at much money is do they need? How much power? How much? How greedy can you be? I don't understand. What are you gonna do at 84? What are you gonna do at well, 84? I think she saw Mitch McConnell." reboot a couple of times she's like hold my beer 
I'm gonna completely reformat it. From- <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna call Microsoft right in front of you and have him run me step by step out of computer. Please wait for the next customer. <laughs> Go ahead and push Control Alt Delete. <laughs> Scroll down. <laughs> down, Nancy. Down. Put uh, the drink down too. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know. There, there needs to be term limits. And what's uh, uh. <clears throat> who was it? Was it Elon Musk or no? Warren Buffett said it. Warren Buffett said, "I can fix, I can fix the national debt. All you need to do is, if a congressman, Senate member, Assembly member, uh, continues to basically screw up on their job, or he mentioned something about if the national debt continues to go up the four years that they're in office, more right. than ten percent of the something GDP like that. There was something. Yeah. There was a number involved. I don't remember what it was exactly. Don't quote me on. He goes, they're not allowed to run for re-election again." Yeah, you know, if they can't, if they can't do the job, but again, can't do see the job. That, that's 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 how Logical Trump people. Yes, that's how Trump approached the country was like a business, and that obviously Warren Buffett is one of the best investors, if not mm. the best investor in American history. Right? Well, he's looking at a at a business standpoint. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. it's you know, well, so can is I Nancy make Pelosi? Money? You just follow what stocks <laughs> she buys, you could become a fantastic businessman right. as well. Yeah. It's just like like we said, everybody's best interest is for their own. Right? They they don't care as much as all these Democrats and all these progressive liberals go in there and they say, "Oh my God, first uh, Speaker of the House that was a female. She's legendary. She's this. She's that." Okay, I get it. Fantastic, but she's eighty four years old. Right. When is she planning on sailing off exactly. into the sunset well, I'm and sure enjoying her grandkids? Say, like, hey, are you done? Yeah, would, my next. You know, would you? You you run a company, you got, right? Yeah, my my um, your, my drill sergeant wife or your wife runs yes, a company. She runs would you guys company, yes. hire ever hire an eighty four year old CEO? I mean, I'm not an ageist. I obviously work wow. with the senior population, <laughs> but would you hire an eighty four year old I'm, CEO? I'm gonna pass on that one because definitely we. I don't see that happening. Um, not passing answering, but no, we're, we we. It's not that you're not old enough to, or young enough to do the job, but typically you've been there, you've done that. And if we're going to hire a CEO, it's going to be somebody who, who's a little younger, obviously. And it's not because we're, you know, just uh, disparaging because of your age. It's because that there's a different with uh, Pelosi and her 84 year old is she's done it all, did it all. She doesn't have the drive as far no, as I'm no, concerned. There is no, no, there's, there yeah. is a drive. Oh. It's just for her best interest. Yes. But see, how old is Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett's in his 80s, right? 94. Is he, 90, is he pushing? 94, he's 94. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. If you were to give me Buffett and Pelosi and say, which one's going to be your CEO? Bro. Again, this is going Maybe back they're to like, now like it's not a nation thing. It's a qualification something. thing. It depends. Right. But you would obviously, obviously today, um, I would hire Warren Buffett. I don't care if he's 94, 98 right. or whatever. It was a good package. It, it, there. It's it's yeah. The guy's experience is uh, different. People paid millions of dollars to have lunch with him. If you guys remember, right? They would auction off his uh, a lunch date for several million to a charity and and to just sit down for two hours. So that's different. But I mean, well, look at it this way. <clears throat> Typically, if you are making billions like that, you're going to be a lot healthier at that age. A lot more healthier yeah. than a typical eighty-four year old or eighty-five year old 
who's barely alive and they're like injured and they're barely making it. They're on some type of medication for the rest of their life. That's typically the majority of, you know, 80 year old plus, but those guys. But Pelosi hasn't lived a regular life. She's lived an extravagant life. Neither has, you know, Mitch McConnell. All these guys have, they're all, they're all worth tens of millions of dollars. They're worth a lot of money. So they're going to take care of themselves as best they can. But uh, you know, there's, there's a difference and I would think they're, how they run their life and what they yeah, do, yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because a lot of other people who are at that age, they're struggling, you know, they don't have much to go, you know, they're, and then on top of that, right. These are career politicians. We don't need them. Yeah. We need fresh faces, faces in there. We need term limits. New blood, yeah. And, and uh, people, I mean, I'm not a politician. They'll call me, well, he's a politician now. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be a politician. This is not something I ever wanted to do. You know, I could be, I, I'm retired now. I could be fishing, hiking, doing all kinds of stuff, going to Alaska a few times a year uh, and, you know, helping my wife uh, run our business. But, you know, that's not what happened, you know, because we all got pushed. And when you push some people too far, then we push back. Yeah. And then that's exactly what you guys have been doing with your show. You guys have been pushing back hard and you guys have been part of the rallies and all the other stuff with the um, parental rights. But that's what happens when you push people like us. We're like, hey, hey enough's enough. All right, we have to stop this. And yeah. I think a lot of people are getting there. Yeah, which is something you you brought up the whole parental rights. See, a lot of a lot of these bills and laws are being literally passed right underneath our noses. Yeah. And you look at, you know, some of the laws that these senators and assembly members are putting to the putting on the table. You go in there as a as a parent, as a civilian, and you ask, hey, listen, the, you, you are an elected official. We want to hear what this bill is about. Like the SB 596, the one that Portentino drew up, mm. where it was about uh, protecting teachers and staff from parents and uh, from harassing them. You know, we sat down with Portentino for about an hour and... Wow went back and forth with him and you know we told him the first thing we said was scrap the bill because right. if anybody's going to be harassed it's as simple as picking up your phone and calling 911 and saying hey listen i'm being harassed come and take care of the situation yeah i need help i need help yeah. and he refused to scrap the bill and then you know again back and forth with them back and forth with them and he said uh well why don't we uh why don't we come up with some sort of draft or redline it and we mm. sat down with uh a bunch of parents took the bill, dissected the bill, and redlined it and sent it to Portentino's office and didn't hear back from him, followed up, didn't hear back from him, followed up, didn't hear back from him. Oh, that's a nice followed elected up, official. Followed up. That's four times follow-up emails. Yeah. And this time we actually CC'd the uh, staff in there as well, his staff members. And they finally got back to us. I think it was a day or two before the hearing. Mm. But it's kind of like, I don't really give a shit what you guys did. Yeah. yeah. And, and then that's typically what I've been hearing about him as well. Yeah. He's, he's, gonna, he's on his own agenda. Whatever, you know, he's going to get him reelected. He's going to do. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got, he's or, got a yeah, bunch of, he's got a bunch of followers uh, following <laughs> his quote unquote agenda. He lived in La Cunada. Now he's running for Congress. We're Adam in Adam Schiff's yeah. seat, and that doesn't fall into that district, so he moves to Burbank in order to run for that seat. Right, and I mean it's it, this is all a political game. These people, like we like you mentioned, these are career politicians 
running this state down the drain. Right, and he's he's about almost. I don't know if he's turning out yet or he's getting close. So he's he's got to jump onto the next boat. Well, that's know? what that's what he's planning on doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, but if he's going to have a little trouble, I think. If we look back, see, because Ninette mentioned another bill, SB fifty eight, which says that um, on and after January first, twenty twenty five, they're going to make lawful the possession, preparation, obtaining, transfer, specified or transportation of specified quantities of, um. Psych, uh, was it uh, silo, silo, oh, the, the MPs, yeah, right. the shrooms, right? Yes. Um, so what, when, when I see all these things happening, and especially all this pedophilia stuff, these bills passing where now it's okay to, you know, if, if your child's 12 years old or older, and yeah, make your own decision at 12, right? Yeah, it, it, it seems <laughs> as though a lot of this came to surface, all these new. Assembly bills and Senate bills right after Epstein, right? So let's, I mean, if we think about that, right? What if, because this is something I was, we were having this discussion with my brother a few weeks ago about this. And he kind of brought up this point, which was interesting. He said, what if um, they're intentionally passing these bills because they know and they're afraid eventually that list is going to be Released. Released. Right. Yeah. And they're okay. they're just passing these bills to lighten the charges against them eventually, whether that's two years from now, five, ten years from now, whenever those those names are eventually uh, released. Comes out, right? right. It's gonna be like, well, it's you not know, a crime the anymore. new law, yeah, it's not a crime anymore. It's just three months of uh community service. Right. Or even if that. If yeah. that. Yeah. And and I was like, you know what, that that makes sense because Maybe, because it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's an alternate lifestyle, right. but it's a lifestyle, right? So it's kind of like you have the power to legalize whatever fetishes you have. You have that power to do so. And you're just kind of pre-planning for in case in the future something goes wrong and you're, oh, you're yeah. you, you know, you you're behind bars and now you've got law, the, the law towards you so you can Get yourself out. You're pretty much pardoning yourself in a well, sense. Well, you're no longer a pedophile. You're known as a minor attracted person. Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> you're a man. Yeah. yeah. That's what you are. And yeah. they're they're diagnosing this as a quote unquote mental disorder. Right. And like about what well, seven years ago was that started coming out. We're like, oh yeah, yeah that's not gonna ever happen. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Listen, Pat, there was a lot of things that we were here like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Right. And all of a sudden, here we are fighting it. We're like, fuck, I can't believe it happened. And here it is, right? Smack in our face. Yeah. We're so, dealing with it. You know, this goes back to the fight that we have against, you know, these local board members. Is like, dude, like, step back. We're here to protect our kids. Yet, you know, on the back end with all these politicians, you have all this sex trafficking that they're okay with and this pedophilia that they're okay with. And when you put Major it in business yeah, here in California, when you, you put know, it in major. front of them, you put it in front of them and you show it to them, like right in front of their faces, it's in clear black and white. They go, no, no, that's, that's just a conspiracy theory. It's yeah, like, it could be right smack in their face. I mean, it only really happens if their kid gets taken and something happens and then it's like, Oh, you know, what are you guys going to do about it? Right. I think, that's uh, there was some politician or somewhere I can't remember what state it was, but she got carjacked and then she got pissed off because I mean she was all for defunding the police, but when it happened to her, 
oh, she had to call the cops. They have to get some justice for it because she, someone she stole her car. She didn't call her social worker. Oh man, or or uh, what do they call those uh, ambassador? Yeah. So yes, yeah, it, it comes back, you know, and it bites. And there's another one. I forgot to bring that one up. It's SB 94. So SB 94 would allow some prisoners convicted to serious serious crimes, including murder. So basically, 20, 25 years you served. Hey, you're 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 free. You know, you're, you're, I think that's enough. And they let them out. And they're going to commit more murders and they're going to come to your door and they're going to do that to God knows who, but it's going to happen. I know, I know there's a very, I don't know what the exact number is, but I know there's a very, very high percentage of uh, incarcerated people, especially murderers, um, a lot. robbers, uh, burglars who sit in jail for more than 10, 15, 20 years. As soon as they're released, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but Let's let's just hypothetically speaking, call it ninety percent of them end up back in jail within yep. weeks, if not days, because they're just used to that lifestyle. Right. Yeah. You release a murderer. There's a there's a high likelihood he's going to commit murder again. You release a drug dealer. There's a likelihood he's going to deal drugs again. That's all they knew. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all they knew. That's well, even if that's not all they knew, if you did crime, right? And you go to get a job tomorrow. They run a background check. and they, oh, well, they can't well, do that got, anymore, right? You got a felony. What, what do, do you mean? mean? Hold on. Say that again. Oh, they can't, can't, run, can't, can't run their background now. What do you mean? What do you mean? They, they don't have to put that on their, uh, their, their what you call it? Uh, resume? Resume. Nope. And if you go in and you ask them, did they? then you're, you're breaking the law. You didn't know that, right? No. Hold yeah. On. Well. That's part so, of it. But. No, no, no. Well. <laughs> Hold on. Don't ask. Don't no, ask. because I, I don't know if this is for all in this. In my industries, we're required to run a background check. Yeah. And, of course, they sign paperwork for it. Right. But we're required to run a background check. So I can't exactly remember what it, what, what it is, but, uh, yeah, you're not supposed to ask them. When we Ask know, them what? When they're asking, um, our, our staff is hiring security and all the other stuff, they can't ask them any of those questions. You know, uh, have you been, you know, uh, in jail before? Have you done this or you uh, know, what's going on with it? They, they don't so have to tell when you a bank that. application says, have you had bankruptcies or any judgments? That should be illegal, too. Then it's like, well, what do you care what I've done in the past? I, I need money now and just give it to me. Right. What do you care if I took one million from the government two years ago? <laughs> well, that's different because that's their money. So, yeah. <laughs> or from the bank. Yeah. What does it matter? Going on. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I'm telling you, man. There's, there's some crazy the sirens crazy out. out it's okay. They'll be out in within 24 hours. <laughs> Whatever's I'm happening. Sadly. I'm sure I'm gonna get a notification here somewhere. Something's happening, but is it missing cat? Can't be this one. No, I don't think those sirens were for a cat. For a missing cat? No, <laughs> it wasn't for Imagine. a missing cat. I'm curious. I, I gotta look that up as far as what you just mentioned about um not asking for, not asking certain questions because, I mean, especially for, I mean, even like a medical professional or, I don't know, like a, an attorney applying for a firm, a banker, some sort of high position, you know, they would ask some sort of question, especially like, for example, if you're applying for a banking position and you were in jail for fraud, right? you know what I mean? Like they would ask, you know, have you ever been convicted of any I, sort of felony or misdemeanor? And you say, yeah, I was in jail. Oh, what were you in jail for? Oh, I was in jail for fraud. I remember years ago, 
I want to say seven years ago or eight, maybe even longer than that. Um, we did a background check on a volunteer, one of our volunteers before we, we, we do background checks before we let them go Thank out God. on the field. Right. This Good. guy was a pedophile apparently. Oh man. Yeah. There he goes. You know, on the sex registry. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Sex registry? Or? Sex registration. Megan's yeah. law. Megan's law. That's where he was registered there. And imagine if I didn't run a background check and I just let him go into people's homes. Yeah. And as a volunteer and spend time with patients. And yeah, because Megan's law is one thing. We It's a disclosure that we have in our, uh, when we sell properties as well, Megan's law is, inclor- is incorporated into it to let you know yeah, that, hey, listen, map. yeah, you, you're purchasing a home in XYZ. Uh, this is... Here's a list of possible yeah. sex offenders in their in your neighborhood. Yeah, you, yeah, it's crazy. And a lot of stuff that's going on. Like we said, you know, a couple of years ago, we would have been like, no. Have but, you ever sat down with any of these politicians off record and just kind of to understand why, wh- where, why, how? Right. You know, what what do you think this is going to lead to? Have you ever had that privilege? Well, I'm. With uh, ones that I really should have talked to or should be talking to, no, they they won't tell you anything, you know. But uh, then you you're actually uh, talking to politicians that I've talked to. They're all on the same side. We we want justice. You yeah, know? we want you know consequences for your actions. You know, smash and grab. It shouldn't be like it is right now. But we are seeing too many of those things, and it's kind of like, and they're making fun of it, and it's a joke, you know, and it is a joke. You know, because you're seeing it just happen and no one's doing a damn thing about it. And it obviously keeps happening and happening. Where is it? When's it stop? Where does it stop? You know, does it all have to shut down like San Francisco? Because they say that's one of the best cities in the world, right? It's closing down. It's a ghost town over there. Yeah. And that's what they're going to do down here. And then, and then the next what? Stage. Do, do you think part of it is because, <clears throat> look, if they start <clears throat> turning San Francisco into a smart city, Mm. then I think that's part of the plan is let's get rid of the people. Let's redo the infrastructure and let's bring people back in because Mm. I think that's why they, they did what they did in Maui is because they want to build a smart city in Maui. Um, And so let's burn the shit out of everything except for the celebrity homes. And then blue roofs. If you didn't, of course, uh, if you had a blue roof, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I'm that's assuming what I saw, that's what San Francisco is about. Because look, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, innovation, right? So if you think about it, is that a possibility? It doesn't sound too far-fetched. Well, San Francisco is going through a major, major drug, drug epidemic. You yeah. have needles everywhere. You have people that are <clears throat> like literally, I'm not kidding you, ODing on the streets yeah. in downtown San Francisco. You've seen the... All the social media yeah, stuff it's, on there. It's Man. really, really bad. You have bus stops stopping to drop off kids, and all of a sudden you look on the sidewalk, you have a bunch of people literally just lined up, practically some of them okay. half naked. So, yeah. So let's do this. Let's care. let's let's play let's play, you know, hypothetical devil's kind advocate. Of devil's advocate for for a moment here and say, okay. Say I come in, um, I'm the new chief in town and all this is happening, but in the meantime, we have these needles and drugs and everything on the street, right? Mm-hmm. And without anybody really knowing about it, we redo the infrastructure, turn it into a smart city. 
And new sheriff comes in town. It's me. Come in. We have all these new laws, everything in place. And we're like, okay, um, we have all these issues. Drugs are out of hand, homelessness, robbery. Everything is out of hand. But we're going to change all that over the next six months. How? Well, now we've got cameras installed everywhere. Every move you make, everything is digitally monitored. You have social credit, all the things that come with the smart city. Right. And then in six months, 12 months, we clean it up. That becomes the prototype. Now we go everywhere else. Oh, now it we, works, right? We sell it. Yeah, you're right. Listen, guys, here's a PowerPoint. Look what we did. We cleaned up the streets, the, the streets that we caused mm-hmm. to be the mess that it is. Right. But how'd you clean it up? You just, obviously you have cameras everywhere. You see what they're doing. You come pick them up, you <laughs> take them somewhere else. Now it becomes somebody else's problem. But visually, in theory, we can sell that idea. Right. And show. Because look, it's safe. Yeah, look how safe and clean yeah. it is. Everything you do, you're being watched. You don't have to worry about drug, you know, drug dealers, drug abusers. You don't have to worry about crime and violence. Now all you got to worry about is the government watching everything. It's a perfect <laughs> utopia. You take that to a progressive liberal, they'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. They'll buy it in a heartbeat. They'll buy it. And COVID yeah. proved it. Yeah. The the COVID pandemic proved yes. it. They'll, they'll listen to everything. They're terrified. And whatever the government says, that's what they do. You take that to a red state, even a red city, that's not going to fly. There's no way. Yeah, because there's no freedom. Look, my my concern at this point is... I think is, that's when the guns get drawn. Here's my concern at this point is that California seems to kind of lead the pack. And we're always one of the first to, to um, not only innovate, we're at the forefront of anything that's that other states will then eventually follow. Because... Because if they could do it in California, they could do it in most other states. Greatest oh, yeah, social experiment you know, ever. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the concern that I have. That's why when Hector always says, well, get out of, you know, not, not, not see California and whatever he calls California. But if we all get out. They win. They win. Yeah. So what do we do? Do we just run away from our problems or? Well, that's what they know. want us to do. Right. You know, they really want us out of this state so they can just take it over. Yeah. And that's why, you know, a lot of people are leaving, but we can't leave. I, I honestly, I cannot leave this state because we have so much invested in here. You know, and our kids aren't going to leave. So you think I'm leaving? So they have to remember, you know, like we're, we're going to fight tooth and nail because our family's here and our business is here. Uh, our whole life is here. Our history is here. So yeah. how do we sit there and go, you know, what? I'm picking up, I'm leaving. No, you know what? I've been here for my whole life. I'm going to stay and fight. But see, like, who, who wins at that point? You're running the state to the ground. Everything is practically uh, impossible to afford. Um, yeah. Insurance companies are leaving the state. In droves. So it's like, wh- you know, what's the end goal here? Right. Where, where does this end? Next thing you know, car insurance companies are going to turn around and go, you know what, we're no longer you know, writing car policies. Anymore. They are. Do, do this. Tomorrow, you have to have an electric car, otherwise they won't insure you. That's probably good that's, too. That could, yeah. Do this tomorrow, get an auto insurance quote. Any 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 uh, provider you want. I've I used to do auto insurance twenty some years ago. I know how it works. I know the regulations. Never in thirty five years have I ever seen 
an auto insurance where you cannot bind it midnight of that evening. Meaning oh, wow. I get a quote today. Right. If I want it, I pay the premium. As of 12.01 tonight, my policy is effective. Right. That's how it works. Okay. Try to do that now. How long does it take? So when does it get binded? Yeah. A week, two no. weeks, three weeks. I'm not kidding you. Wow. There has to be some sort of email confirmation stating that, of hey, course. listen, I paid for yes. it. I'm, I'm so insured. They'll say, yes, you're insured. But you're not. No, no, you're not. Because if you're not binded yet, you're not, you're not bound, you're not insured. They'll yeah. take your premium. Of course they will. <laughs> but you're not bound yet. Now, again, if they don't bind you, you'll get a refund. I'm not saying they're stealing your money by any means. So basically. But why can't you, what what changed? Why can't you get auto insurance effective as of tonight, midnight? So basically you pay your premium. Let's say you pay it outright for the entire yes. year. And. It starts for, September. For that morning you get up to go to work, you get into an accident. It's not covered. They could turn around so and that, say. That's actually happening. Yes, wow. it's not covered unless you obviously have your current one and you don't cancel that till the other one is effective, right? Wow. But that's never, ever been the case. When you mentioned auto insurance, that just recently came to mind because I've seen a week, two week, three week uh, effective dates as far as in the future. See, Pat, why is it like you look at these like these insurance companies, right? The state farms, the Liberty Mutuals, the farmers, those guys are leaving the state, right? Yeah. And I'm sure they've got tons and tons of employees working for them. Brokers, you know, W-2 employees, marketing managers. Why are these individuals not turning around and saying, hey, listen, the state's going to shit. Who are our senators? Who are assembly members? Who are our congressmen? Can we not vote these people out? That's the common sense thing to do, right? That's the actual normal thing that I would think that, hey, um, you know, my, my job's at stake. Uh, my, what am I going to do? Um, I don't even think they even think that far, to tell you the truth. A lot of them just go, oh, okay. You know, this is the guy who to vote for. This is our party. Well, let's do it. No matter what, they're still going to go that route until, it, like we've been saying, it hits them in the face. And it's like, oh, my God, this is going on right now. Or, um, they've been breaking into homes left and right in my neighborhood and everything else. And and then they have to, I would assume and hope to God that they'd wake up. And I think there is a lot of them starting to wake up. And from two years ago to today, there's there's a lot more. Well, I, a, I can say that. It's, but yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors though, man. You see the SAG strikes are going on, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And you have all these fake politicians going out, standing with these actors and writers and yeah. basically going, you know, we're here for you guys. We're here to support you. It's like, dude, this is bullshit. What are you you're, doing? You're, Just you're standing there, with them? You're, 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 there for, them? you're there for votes. All of a sudden, yeah, you see, you're that, right. you you're see right. that same actor, you see that same politician. Constantine? Or well, Constantine's uh, one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah Constantine's <laughs> one of them. You see him at another rally and in another rally, it's like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you really going to, are you really here for our best interest or are you just here for votes? Yeah. Because, Going back to Constantine, Constantine would basically go out to the GUSD board meetings, which he's not even part, supposed to be part of. Right. He's a, he's the Burbank mayor, but and he doesn't even have a kid in GUSD. But he shows up, he speaks, and then he'll take off, and he's against the parents. Now, 40% of those parents that are out there are Armenian. Right. There's a lot. And now there's a you know, the blockade that's going on in Artsakh. 
those same Armenian parents are out in the streets protesting for Artsakh, the schmuck shows up there and goes, I'm here for you guys as well. No, motherfucker. You were against us about two weeks ago. Now you're here. But it's like people aren't realizing this. It's like they're blinded by what the sad. F- what's really going on. Completely sad because he's using them. Yeah. but Using it's like, them. Why are people not more aware of it? Are we not doing a better job as, as far as getting the message out there? Or what? what is really going on? And I'm not saying we as in our, our podcast, right. but just the, the people general. the people that are yeah. actually you know exercising their civic duties no because it's no different than the moment biden said genocide half the armenian population had a climax <laughs> like that to change of pants yeah well, kim kardashian posted something half the armenian population had a climax <laughs> well that's kim kardashian i'm sure <laughs> but <laughs> she'll get her but she'll get her skims uh manufactured, manufactured. in turkey Yep. Look, it's uh, and Constantine claims that he's still a member of SAG, so that's one of the reasons why he goes there to support these uh, protests, or is it boycott or protests, whatever it is at yeah. this point. Well, but a lot of lazy people out there, man. Yeah, but I, do anything at the end of the day. Again, see when you say it's common sense, but you would think you, you yeah, you look at sense. everything. I mean, as a business owner, I look at. The amount of taxes we pay, the amount of insurance mm, and mm. workman's comp one. and the, the this fee and that fee. And every year, every six months, it just gets more and more complex and more and more expensive. At what point is it going to start making sense where you're like, you know what? I, I I no longer have the desire to be an employer because it just costs too much money, too much headache, too much stress. To, to be a business owner in this state. Difficult. If that, even to make a, a living, you know, it's getting a lot more difficult. Yeah. So they're kicking out all the middle class and where are they going? You know, they're becoming lower class. So you're getting two classes now. You know, you're getting the elite rich and then you got your workers. Yeah. It sounds like socialism, right? Exactly. Because yeah. we, we brag about, you know, oh yeah, we have the sixth or fifth largest economy in the world. And? Yeah. I mean, we've got 40 million people living here. We can support. There's a ton of businesses that support those 40 million people. I think if, I mean, this is getting you know, the taxes and all that, but the amount of state taxes, what, over 13% now? Crazy. I mean, our overall tax, federal and state, should not be more than 15, 20%, if that. And we're Overall, just paying stake, yeah. state taxes yeah. over more than 13%. I mean, if, if you're in college and you, you think you're getting out, you're going to get a good job, you're going to be able to afford a home and family, uh, no, you're going to have to have like two, three jobs still just to go and have a life. And these kids that are graduating college, they're liberals, they're this, but, and they're voting for liberal stuff that's actually hurting their future. So how are they going to be able to to sustain like what we're saying? Where, where where does that end up? But they keep selling them the same, you know, plot of land that they sold to everyone else, and they're still getting paid on that stuff. And they're they don't understand that they're in trouble. You know, our kids are you know my kids' future. They're going to college right now too, and what are, what are they going to be able to do? How are they going to sustain living here? They're they're not. They're because they're pushing the same agenda to all these kids. Yeah. Oh look, you could go become uh, 
go study liberal studies. You'll go become a teacher. It's cheap. You'll get paid X amount of dollars. But then when you look at it, the starting salary is like, what, $60,000, $70,000 a year, if that? Can't survive on that. How are you going to survive off you of that? Can't. You know, what do they say? You need, uh, what, $90,000 to $120,000 just to sustain yourself here? And that depends on the neighborhood you're living That's in, That's true. Yeah. Depends on the neighborhood. You, you know, I, I deal with a lot of people where, you know, we help them buy and sell properties. And some of the people that purchased homes in 2020 and 2021 and they refinanced and they got that sexy 2.3 interest rate. Mm. Good luck telling that person, do you want to sell? They're not moving. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. That That starter home that they bought is now their dream home. That's it. They're staying there for the long run because if they sell that and they buy something else, they're going to be paying 7% interest rate. Their mortgage is going to, if well, not double, it's going to triple. Yeah. And with the way things are going, you think it's sustainable to sell that and buy something else, regardless of the equity you've yeah. built? Hell no, it's not. Yeah, you're gonna lose a lot of, course, of your equity. Yeah, you're gonna you're taxes. Gonna, you're gonna, taking it. Yeah, of course. So things are getting expensive. It's practically impossible for somebody straight out of college to even buy anything now. How can you buy if you have two, three hundred thousand already in school? student loans it's bro it's it's, it's ridiculous and it's, with, it's really, where the interest rates are well, well look at it this way you have two three hundred thousand dollars of of school debt right, right. but your salary is like seventy thousand dollars a year so you're going to be paying that school loan for, for the rest of your forever life. yeah a long time so the people the whole american dream that was you know so-called you know, that was created in the 50s right is completely out the door. Is it really worth it now to you know go get that education and be in debt? Well, that's right. Th- that's the thing. It depends on what you're going to be going to school for. Uh, if yeah. you're going to go become a doctor, if you're going to go become a lawyer, a pharmacist, something like that, where you're making six figures, yeah, you'll be able to you know live a comfortable life. Right. But if you're going to go become a teacher, or you're going to go you know you know liberal arts, or I don't know, man. Something. How are you going to live a comfortable life? Even if you make hundred fifty thousand a year, let's say as a pharmacist, you're paying forty percent taxes. That's a lot. That's sixty thousand dollars. I mean, what else do you want me to so tell? You want me to tell kids not to go to school at this point? Yes, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, because I think they're telling us with with eight thousand, yeah. hundred fifty thousand takes sixty off. That's ninety, right? Man. Ninety thousand divided by twelve is what seventy. Uh, 7,666, I think. Okay. What a, say, no, it's actually, sorry, it's 7,500 exactly. 90,000, yeah, 7,500 a month. What can we do with 7,500 a month? Can I buy a house? No, you could live in one of those luxury cookie cutter apartment buildings. Ooh, and, that's right. And still yeah. pay my student loan and drive a, let's say, forty fifty thousand dollars no, no, car? No, 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 you could, you can, you can cycle to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm right. tell you. So, you see, see that, this is another reason. When see when I was yeah, we have a lot, lot to work. When with. I was getting my bachelor's, you know, I I got into the real estate game. But my my goal at the time, back in you know 2010, was to go to law school. Now that I look back, I'm glad I didn't go. And again, I'm you know I'm I'm contradicting what I just said about going to school and getting an education and stuff because <laughs> I looked at it as. I just paid my bachelor's degree while simultaneously selling real estate. Do I want to take my LSATs going to law school 
and then create another $200,000 worth of debt and then start all over again. Right. And I yeah. sat down and at the time I sat down with my broker and my office manager and we broke it down. They said, you know, it's your choice. You do what you want to do, whatever you think is logical. Me being a numbers person, I was like, I don't want to start from scratch again. I've, yeah. I've built what I've built for the past three years. Let me just continue what I'm doing. And I ended up not taking the LSATs. I ended up not going to law school. I mean, I don't know what the future would have held for me, but if I were to go back in time, would I change anything? Probably not. No, you went the way you're supposed to go. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's it almost looks like it's hopeless, you know, and that's one of the things I think they want us to believe. So will, and it's not. Will, it's really not. So going back into, you know, assembly members, Senate members, Congress members, by changing certain seeds, will this change the future of the state? Absolutely. I, even, I on believe a that. even on a financial note? Yeah, because they can't sit there and just push everything down on us because they have a super majority right now. So enough people are, are they're pissed off. I'm telling you, it, it, the wave, it's not like the red wave. They always said that was coming mm-hmm. or whatever. This is just a wave of people pissed off. And that includes liberals. That includes Democrats as Logical well. Democrats. Yeah. Uh, real, and, the, and real, the real Democrats. What the hell is happening with our state? And I've talked to them and they're pissed off. They're like, I, I don't, I'm not going to vote Democrat anymore because they're not changing anything and they're realizing this. So when a lot of people say, Oh, that, you know, it's never, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. Well, if you believe it and you swallow that pill, then yeah, yeah. obviously then they got you and then they got you where you want to. So you want to do 15 minute cities or 15 mile, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. then that's going to happen. You know, but if you legitimately go, no, that's enough. Right. And you stop, I'm stopping it. I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to roll over and just go, okay, go for it. You know, no, I, I can't do that. It's just not within me. And there's a lot of people, obviously in our group, you know, we've been there for a while, yeah. but they're waking up, you know, and because they're seeing exactly what we we're talking about, their dollar not going anywhere because it's actually probably negative in that regard. You know, oh, you're making so much money. California is great. Look how much business we're doing. Well, it's, yeah. you're, we're killing us with taxes. So people wake up and look at what's going on. Can you sustain your life here anymore? Can you make it work? You can, but you have to vote the right people. I in. think shit will hit the fan when that dollar fifty hot dog soda combo at Costco becomes like a dollar seventy five. That's it. That's <laughs> that's, 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 that's like, the great depression. That's, that's the real MVP right no. now. That that dollar fifty hot dog and soda combo has been a dollar fifty for God knows how long. Well, but see, going back to that hundred fifty thousand salary, right? When they take away the forty percent. Imagine if they only took 20%. That's 30,000. So out of the 12,500 a month, which is a lot of money, you walk away with uh, 10,000 a month, you're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to start spending money. Like, yeah, exactly. You're going to throw it back into the economy. But when out of 12,500, you only walk away with 7,500, you feel like, you know, you've bent over it more than you need to. Yeah, because you look at it like, was it worth me taking the shit from my employee, from my employer, from the customer to get paid what I just got paid? Mm, a lot of people will start probably say no. And, yeah. and like I said, that's what they're doing. And it's, I'm sure it's all like, designed to get you out of this state. And and yeah. the, uh, the, you know, the pandemic with all this quote unquote free money mm. that was being printed and people taking advantage of the situation, 
made people more and more lazy and yep. they just milked the system for every dime they could and yeah. now we're paying for it. Yeah, you don't have to go to work, just sit and get yeah. paid by the government. We said it. We said it during the show in 2021. We were like, all these PPEs, these SBA loans, these grants, these government you know, checks that are being written out, you guys think it's free money? They're just, you know, they're just gonna go to like Kinkos and push the copy machine button over and over and over and over and yes, make well, uh, yeah. seven trillion copies. Yeah, no, that shit's not free, <laughs> and we're we're seeing the effects of it now. And wait yeah. for the Federal Reserve to raise the rates one more time, where it hits. It it's hit. gonna be over eight percent at this. Point. It'll be over eight percent. Yeah. Well, they come point. to the rescue. Is well, the ten-year Treasury, yes, it will go up. Digital again. currency, that's to the rescue, right? They don't see that, that now, that's but the thing. I that's think, what's coming. I think everything they do is a built-up for something new where they, it's going to come in as, you know, wearing this cape. Hey, now we need, what is it, C, CBDC or CDBC? Yeah, CBDCs. Yeah, CBDC. Yeah. Right. Now, Fed that, now. that's going to, you know, come in and rescue, rescue the economy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You don't own anything, but better you're happy. You know? Yeah. You yeah. got food. That, you got that, gas, that's what Klaus said. You won't know. Yeah. It, it's, I mean... They're talking about how right now the uh, there's seven car makers who who are starting to really ramp up their EV production, but they have nowhere to charge it. Yeah, nowhere to charge it. Will the grid handle it? No, they can't. <laughs> oh, that's a whole another world, bro. Right my my, no. I got a I got a message from Google <laughs> Nest this afternoon. It said peak hours are coming. Go ahead and uh, turn your mm. thermostat from Peak hours, like, at the hottest time of the that's day. What, that's yeah, that's why that I hate great. that whole and, smart home yeah. idea too, man. And I and I told and I. Well, they're going to shut it down for you. So. They do. Yeah. And it's funny. I've I told you know I told uh, our council member Artie Kasakian when we were chit-chatting on the phone. I said I'll I'll turn off my AC when the Americana turns off their AC, mm. or when the Altana turns off their AC, right. or those luxury uh, condos turn off their AC and the mall. Oh, don't means. worry, the city will turn it off for you. No, no, they, yeah, they kiss, do. They kiss my ass all over. I experienced that at my facility. I'm, I'm ready. To oh, put it really? During, during oh, the during the heat wave, comes. yeah. I was checking my Nest. But that's why I don't have it at my own house. I have oh. I have a regular, just a digital thermometer. Well, they just shut your power off. Blackouts. Well, that's why okay, I want to get a generator at as that, well. At, I have wait, a wait, generator. You don't got one? I don't have a oh, generator. Oh, dude. Come on, man. You're behind. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a generator. He's got a double-A uh, battery pack. <laughs> I, I want to read a couple of these comments that, because I posted Constantine's video also on uh, Nextdoor a few hours ago. See, these are the people that still support California. Uh, one lady wrote, because I've said, folks, I would like to introduce you to the mayor of Burbank, Mr. Constantine Anthony. And I posted the video Arno had posted right. on our page. This one lady says, a fundraiser and people having fun. Horrors. I said, that's your idea of fun? She goes, uh, Armand, people are smiling and it, and it is hurting no one. That's her response. Oh, wow. And then this other guy comes in, uh, the most interesting man in the world. Says someone went through the trouble of editing the mayor being spanked. Imagine this person went editing? and marked the exact moment where the paddle hits his body, and from the beginning of the swing. That was me. The person who made this say, video who? is so yeah. terrified 
of anything other than heterosexuality. That they, they took a video of a drag queen doing something non-sexual, by the way. If we really think about it, really? and had so much anger and disgust that they edited a video. I'm so terrified. Oh my they god! They not only edited it, they took the time to export it, publish it. By the way, there's no it. such word as edited it. It's edit it. I honestly cannot fathom how some of you survived this world, or how your children will be able to. How sheltered were you? Stop being so scared about something your parents were scared of. Grow up and be a man. Hmm. Well, that's going that to be very difficult to do. I, w- I was the one that edited the video. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, these are geez. the schmucks that continue to vote for the Constantines hey, of the hey, world. Who was that again? On my uh, next door. On your next door? Tell yeah. that jackass to basically go read the comments of what people thought about that quote-unquote politician and then go comment something like that. But the reason I read this is because these are the type of people who will continuously go out there and vote for these no morons. Wrong. Yeah. Do no wrong. Yeah, it's like, but he, look, he's cute, he's nice, he smiles, he's everywhere. Of course he is. He wants votes. Right, of course he is. And, and the same thing they were saying before, going to the uh, Artsakh blockade thing on the freeway, oh, yeah, I'm going to get out there. I, you know, I need to get those votes. And does he believe it? No, nah, I don't think so. You know, does he believe he'll get votes from it? Yeah, because that's what he does. He's a politician and he's going to get out there and he's going to polish himself and look great. But at the same time, he's screwing you on another end over here because, you know, hey, that's just not how I have to do it, you know. Uh, And that's the sad part of being um, elected officials right now are just they're they're saying whatever they can say to get in and keep their power. And they're not running for the people. They're running for themselves. And they're, they're not going to change anything. So hence, obviously, we need, you know, term limits, things like that. So people can actually have a chance to change things. And if, if that didn't work, then, hey, get the next person in. Let's see what they do. You know, there's nothing wrong what, with that. What do you say to the people who say, all right, Pat, let's say we vote for you. You get in there. And then special interests show up and entice you with side hustles and offers and whatnot, you know, rewards and benefits. Ooh. How do like we know? Sparkly, uh, like star in front, in front of my face or something. <laughs> Here's a sticker, Pat. <laughs> no, like how, how do we know you're not going to fall to them and say, all right, guys, yeah, you know, that's actually going to be good for my family. I can mm. retire earlier than expected. I mean, you are retired, but as far as, you know. Yeah, just, uh, taking money from the yeah. people, right? Yeah. Uh, no, um, it, it's, that's not why I'm here obviously doing this and then they'll say well if you when obviously a lot of people well when you get in there you'll see i'm like yeah well then i guess i wouldn't be there that long then if that's the case if they want me to do you know dangle the carrot in front of my face then i'm sitting there and i go no no keep it i, I don't need it because i have a conscience. i believe in god and i know that you know there's a place for people like that when they do screw up and turn around and lie to people's yeah. face and that's not me i have never been that way i've always been fair I've always been uh, ha- honest, humble, come up from you know, my upbringings poor. You know, I had nothing. You know, we were actually um, homeless for about three, four months in, in, when I was a kid. So we didn't have anything, but we had each other. And what makes me think that I can't survive or my family can't survive because, oh, hey, if you don't do this, you're not getting this. I'm like, that's fine. You know, ask my wife. <laughs> and I don't agree with her on some things. She's like, Did it? I'm like, okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm stubborn in that regard, but I think it's a good thing because what are you going to do? 
you know, you make me poor. I'm like, I've been there before. Yeah. You know? And my kids are going to survive. My kids will survive. I'll do whatever I have to do to make sure that my family's okay, but I'm not going to do the wrong thing. You know, because like I said, you know, my wife said, she points up in the sky, she goes, Hey, you got to answer to somebody higher. And that's who I answer to. And if I make that decision and I go, Hey, you know, uh, I'm going to do this. And, and I, I don't know. I think I'm just screwing myself if I do that because people are going to look at me as two faced. I'm not that type of person. You guys know me for a couple of years now. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm going to stay consistent. I'm not going to switch my thinking and you know, Oh, I'm going to make a lot of money. And it's like, no, that, that's never been in my brain to have that, you know, like no. I said, retire and go do something I actually want to do. That, that'd be great. I, no. I, I remember you guys first time around when you were, you know, you were running for Congress you know, you guys were doing the old grassroots door knocking, yeah. you and Nuna together. And you guys actually even came over to my place where yeah. you brought, brought the signs. And I'm like, they could have, you know, sent somebody as far as a, a volunteer. But it's like, dude, this this guy is out there not only talking to people, but, you know, he's he's out there hustling, doing whatever he can to better our community. Yeah, And for you to go out there and, you know, stick your sign into somebody's front lawn and have a five minute conversation with that homeowner right. just to kind of shed some light on where our state is headed and how you can better it. Dude, it's worth, it's, it's, it's priceless. Right. I'll tell you a quick story too. Just on that same note, we were in um, Sun Valley and we we're passing out signs and we're passing out our literature and all that stuff. We went up to one house and this lady goes, okay, well, let me just check it out real quick. Okay, thank you. And, you know, you leave and you go to the next house, right? She chased us down. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. She read my pamphlet. She read stuff about me. And she's like, you can put a sign in my yard. You know, I was like, whoa. You know, and I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, yeah. I like what you're saying. Uh, and 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 that it really hit me. It's like people, <laughs> and, and again, that's what, I see hope because people need to have that hope and they have somebody you know, like myself who's putting their neck out there. They're like, they, they appreciate it. And, and that's one thing that keeps me going. I don't care about the money. Like, what am I going to do? Spend their money? No, I, I want to help them. And that's been my thing. I've been public service since my gosh, I'm 17 years old, you know, and that's just a way of life. A lot of people are afraid, afraid of the cancel culture. Yeah, they that's, are. That's, that's another thing that, they need to kind of get over at this yeah. point. It's a you know, fear. Yeah, it's a it's a big fear. It's like, yeah. well, I know what my political stance is, but I can't really say anything. It's like, yeah, why? Why? Yeah, you yes, can. Don't you be afraid. The <laughs> First Amendment's there for a reason. Yeah. You use freedom of speech. You could say and believe in whatever you think is right, whether it's you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, whether you're an independent, whether you're a communist. Yeah, you have the revcoms showing up to school board meetings for crying out loud, man. Yep, it's 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 insanity. Yeah, but well, who's there's, making the most noise? It's the it's them. Yeah, the minority, small minority, but hey, they're now they're listening to them, right? But, but see, yeah. that's why you know when we took a stance for this stuff, we were like, hey guys, stand up for yeah. what you believe in. Don't be afraid. And a lot of people, you know, they'll message us, they'll reach out to us when they see us somewhere, uh, whether it's out in the streets or whatever it is, they'll be like, oh my God, uh, thank you guys for everything you guys are doing. And we said, look, it's it's not for us. It's for all of you guys. Yeah. But at the same time, I agree. you guys should join us. Don't be afraid. And yeah. we tell all of them, every single person we meet, we go, you know, you guys should join the fight with us. Be, be a wise nut. 
That's <laughs> right, why we talk right, about the right, wise right. nuts family, man. Yeah. It's like, join us. Don't be afraid. Luckily, a lot of people have woken up and they've, they've realized yeah. that, you know what? No, screw this shit. And you see them at, you know, that these school board meetings when yep. they come out and they continue to protest and demand parental rights. Right. But it has to be consistent. Yeah. Absolutely. It has to be consistent. And it, the, when we speak to a lot of these parents, we tell them, you know, are you guys registered to vote? Oh, I, I got that too. Uh, my vote doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, it uh, does. I, I don't know. I think I am. I get this ballot. I don't really, you know, I just toss it. It's like, guys. It's so crucial and important to understand that in a local election, your voice does matter. Absolutely. Screw the whole Biden-Trump crap that went on, you know, in 2020. This is more important. This is more important. Because let me put it to you this way. Whether the president is Biden or the president is is Trump, they didn't wake up in the morning and make you a sandwich. So it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Right. The the local public. Did he make you a sandwich, mm-hmm. Biden? We had ice cream together. Did today. you? Yeah. Did he make? Did he make the bologna on top and the bread in the middle? <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> Come on, man! But I noticed this his brain doesn't freeze when. <laughs> oh. It did freeze this morning. I'll show you a video. <laughs> it did freeze. They had to cut his mic off. Is that? What? Yeah, they, they literally did shut they? his mic. Yeah, they no, shut no, his mic off. I was talking off. about. No, I was referring to uh, Mitch McConnell. No, how you know. We take a big bite of ice cream, get brain, brain freeze, freeze, right? Yeah. Well, there's nothing to freeze, really. Yeah, that's what I. We meant. should make a Mitch McConnell video with the AOL or the 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 yeah the AOL uh, dial up where they ask him a question. That one will that'll work. Okay, guys, we're gonna have a new reel tomorrow. Anyways, but uh, registering to vote is very very crucial. March fifth is the election, correct? Right, Pat? Yes, March 5th, 19, uh, I'm sorry, 1994, 2024. <laughs> March 5th. March, I'm back in the 90s. Yeah, sorry. We, 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 we wish we were in the 90s, man. Life was a lot more simpler back in the 90s. But, nice. uh, March 5th is the election, guys. It's you get a ballot in the mail. Hold on to that goddamn ballot. Go vote in person. Do not mail it in. Find your local voting polls. Go in in person and vote in person. You can vote early. You, it opens up early. Yeah. Get out there. Go in the morning before work or you're done with work. Head over to your local poll station. Vote. Vote yeah. in person. Now, if you don't have a ballot, go online. Check to make sure you're registered to vote. Yes. That is another very important thing. Because, We're getting kicked out. Yeah. Uh, whether you – a lot of people move and they don't change their addresses. Their ballots get mailed to their old addresses. Go update Everything. Everything. Because at these at these rallies and at these board meetings we've gone to, parents came up to us and they asked, what can we do to change this? And we say, you vote. Yeah. You vote to get the scum out yep. and you put your people in, the people that are like-minded like you. And they say, well, how do we vote? So there, there needs to be something done about that situation as far as helping uh, the minorities and the people that aren't registered to vote and to register. To well, vote. we're going to have teams of um, people on our campaign. We're going to have people go out. And if they're not going to be the voter to go out, we're going to take their ballot. We're going to harvest it and we're going to take it in, you know, whatever it takes for us to get that vote in. Cause a lot of people are going to have time for that. Why am I going to vote? Right. Whatever it takes, you got to get those ballots in. 
Because Siaka was yeah. doing a fantastic job at the June, it wasn't the June 6th one, I think it was the June 20th one where he was out there and he was getting people registered. Registered, yeah, absolutely. And it was it was mind-boggling at the number of people that he mentioned that are, it, actually got registered. It went up. It went up. It did. Yeah. So uh, people are coming to realization that this isn't Soviet Armenia and this isn't Soviet Russia. Your vote in the local elections does matter. And it does. It, and it's the conservatives that are typically not registered or don't vote. Democrats, when it comes to these things, politics, they're yep. a lot more organized. Yep. And my website, by the way, has a register button. So go onto my website, Gibson for Assembly, G I P S O N for Assembly.com, push the register button. It'll take you right there. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And you can donate. Doesn't be nice to you, but yeah. <laughs> you know what? That vote is better than it's donating yeah. is one thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You get those big donations in, small donations, it doesn't matter. Everybody but, helps. But but the votes are very, 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 Completely very, very crucial. Important. Look at it this way, man. I always look at it as if you're gonna be if you and your family are like-minded people and your morals, your values, your beliefs match the candidate, take the ballots, literally help your family members. Fill that shit out. Yeah, absolutely. And whether you're a family of four or a family of 15. Yeah. Get the ballots together. Even vote. better. Do Bigger. A, do, do, a, do, do a vote wine and cheese night. Yeah. Shit, That's a man. great idea. Literally. I'm not, it, 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 sounds, it sounds cliche. Right. But do it. Do a, do a freaking voting painting night. Do, do something. Do Get together with people and literally... Yeah, right in your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Literally in your neighborhood. And it, see, when, when you look at what's going on in a lot of these pockets and these neighborhoods, since you mentioned that, you're in the Santa Clarita district as well, right? You Correct. fall into that district. Yep. Why district is it, 40, Yeah. 80, why 40. is it that in Santa Clarita, Saugus, Canyon <laughs> Country, those areas, you see less homeless, less crime, less smash and grabs, yeah. But then when you go to LA, which again you fall into those districts as well, right? Some mm. of those districts. So there's more crime being committed. Right. Why? Easy because uh up in Santa Clarita, you have law enforcement, you have the sheriff's department up there. So and you got a good uh captain up there at uh Santa Clarita Valley and he's he's laying down the law. So if you do do something, they are gonna take you to jail, you know, and they're gonna clean up their streets. Unlike over here in the LA city area, mm-hmm. they're not doing that. And it's not because of the officers not doing their job. They just can't do their job. They're not allowing them. And who does that? It's not, it's most of the city councilmen, uh, uh, men and women. Uh, you got John Lee, who's, who's the only one in there pretty much who's pushing back. But how do you push back with, and you, you got uh, what, 13, 14 other ones or whatever you're pushing back on. And then you're the only one. That's why you have to put people in the office like myself and support him and start supporting others because look at it this way. A lot of people don't go out and vote because they don't think it matters. We can get to them and start raising up those numbers. They're gonna, the other side is going to get scared and we will start winning again, but we have to actually get off our lazy butts and do something about it. So a lot of people are doing that right now. You know, they're, they're pissed off with parental rights, get pissed off, go vote, get other people to stand up with you because it's not, going to change until you actually start doing it and you rise up together and you know when i saw all those people at the uh gsd rally and you know there just to speak 
I never seen that many people activated. I didn't see that before. I not, hadn't even seen that in two years. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I was impressed. I liked it. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it gave me, you know, my heart, I jumped a little bit and went, all right, well, shoot, it, something's working. Yeah. Guys, it's so, I'm, I'm on the website. I'm going to share it right now. So easy to um, register. I've pinned the uh, link, Gibson for Assembly, the number four, not F-O-R, assembly.com. And when you scroll right here to the left, it says register to vote. You click on it. Got three options. Register to vote now, pre-register to vote, check your registration status. Very simple, nothing complex. Take you a couple minutes, if that. If that. Yeah. Yeah, see, Dave, Dave was talking about jails, releasing people from jails. There's not enough space. Uh, I don't know, Dave, I don't know when you tuned in, but we talked about that. We touched on that. And the jail, it, getting people out of jail isn't the solution of it. Building more jails isn't the solution for it. We have a bigger drug and mental health issue, not only in the state, but in the country. Because these we need, instead of building jails, we need to build psych facilities. We need to build rehab centers. That's what we need to build. We need to help these people. Well, let's see what because Dave, Dave says he, he disagrees with our uh, ideas on criminal justice. So, Dave, if you can elaborate on what you think is going to work, because um, you don't think cops are being told not to arrest that that's not the problem. No, so, they are. The cops well, are. Let, the cops let's see are, what he has to say. Maybe you know some. Again, he has I don't some know. I, information. I, I don't. I don't know what he's. I don't know when he tuned in, but we mentioned it. That law enforcement is making the arrests. They are, but. Yep. The lawmakers are releasing the people that law enforcement arrested. Right. That's the No, issue. he's been tuned in for a while. Oh, well, I, they're, I don't they're know. doing their job. So from my experience, because I was actually out there in the streets and, and yeah. I was seeing all this go on, you know, we do make the arrest. They, they, like you said, it does happen. But then you have a lot of other officers out there. And that's part of the problem, too, because they're like, well, if I arrest this guy, he's just going to get back out again. So just tell him to leave and you leave comes back then we'll deal with them there right and that's because no one and again let's go back to why they're still out on the streets you know it they're not getting any consequences so they come right back out and they go hey what are you gonna do rest me again i'll be right out you know so it's a slap in the face see he mentioned that he goes the sheriff's release yeah the sheriff's release because there are laws that are put in place to release these inmates or these Uh, you know, criminals. It's coming from the state legislature. Yeah. That's why. You think they law enforcement, no if, if you were, if you were to leave it in certain, if you were to leave it in the sheriff's hands, for example, and he was a law abiding sheriff, I guarantee you this, he makes the arrest, that guy's not being released. He's going to be sitting in jail. But it's unfortunate that they have to abide by the state laws and the county laws and the city laws. DA's not filing. And yeah. And you know what? If you have a shitty district attorney, there you go. It really screws up. Look the what whole Gascon system. is doing, man. Yeah. Look at what Gascon is doing. Look at look at all everything that's going on. Don't file. Don't file. Yeah. Don't file. That's I mean, it. it's it's not it's look, man, the boys in blue are doing a phenomenal job as far as doing making the arrests, getting there on time, protecting our city, protecting our citizens. But the people sitting, you know, behind the pen and paper, 
yep. writing these bills and laws, those are the ones that are screwing everything up. It makes it very difficult to be in law enforcement and actually do a great job. You can do it, but again, you you get fed up and you see these people out again and again and again. You're like, man, when's it stop? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because again, and I said it before, the DA is not filing. He's not filing all of these things. They just kick him right back out. So they're like, oh, okay, what do we do? Keep, keep arresting him. We'll keep doing our job. But they're going to get back out yeah. because the system is broken. Because when that DA doesn't do his job, then it makes law enforcement look like we're not doing anything. Yeah. Well, why is there still crime? Aren't you guys doing your job? You know, go talk to Gascon. Yeah. Go see what he's doing. Oh, let him out. Don't file. That's it. You, have, you know what it is? Let's do this. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, take a day off and literally go to your local PD and see the arrests coming in and how quickly a letter comes in from the attorneys telling them that, hey, you need to release them. Yeah. How quickly it happens. And then you'll see that hey, it's, isn't, it's not the PD or it's not the sheriff's department. It's coming from upstairs. Yeah. Absolutely. And in order to change that, again, this is why we say, Local elections matter. Who you vote into power matters in your local areas. I mean, we're saying we're we're agreeing on the same thing, but it's just you know I don't know why there's like a back and forth kind of thing going on where you're saying the same thing I'm saying I'm saying the same thing you're saying, but you know it's you can't blame the police department and sheriff's department. It's not their fault. They are doing their job. The arrest, if the arrests weren't made, you'd be like, okay, the police department's not doing right. their job. Well, there's still people in jail, right? They had to get in there some way, somehow, right? Yeah. Um, and then they actually even want to shut down Men's Central Jail, which I understand it's that place is a wreck. But, I mean, where do you go if you can't replace it? So they just want to shut it down, right? So if they don't, if they shut it down and they don't replace it, then they're going to let all those people out? Yeah, pretty much. And it's just going to make it confound, compound the problem even worse. Open up a new awesome jail system, you know, where you have a lot more, you know, going on and it's a better place. You can get rehab. You can get a lot more services, but they're not even doing that. Nothing. See, Dave's got a, he's, he's, uh, he's got a recommendation. We should have a public defender on. Absolutely. We, I think we should have somebody who's a public defender. There's great public defenders out there. I'll tell you that. There is. That would, I mean, refer us to one that you think would be a great guest. We're open to anybody. Yeah, somebody who dresses nice though, not one of those like those memes where the pants are all baggy and you go, if this guy's your public defender, you're going to jail. <laughs> I've seen some pretty bad ones, but I have seen some excellent public defenders where I was like, man, this guy's getting off, you know. And 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 I would be like, no, you're going against this guy. He's a great public defender, man. He's going to take care of business. And you know what happens? They don't last long as public defenders. You know why? Because they make more money in the private side. Yeah. And they know it. And who are you getting as a public defender? Somebody who's just giving you, oh, this is what they're offering and you should take it. Well, you know, a, lot, a lot of the public defenders that you see, some of them are very, very young as well. Yeah. They're fresh out of law school. They just passed the bar and, you know, they happen to... It's good to actually care. have it on your resume. <laughs> no, 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 it is. It's, a, it's yeah. If you can't get into a big firm and you just basically need to build up that resume, That's absolutely, it. public yeah. defender. All day long. And there, you're absolutely right. There are fantastic public defenders. When I was at LA City Court for uh, for the issue I had with the with, the, with my tenants, um, there was a public defender there where, you know, she looked at me and she was, 
what, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I got a, I got a warrant out. Remember, I was talking to you guys about this. I had a warrant out for my arrest for uh, for the uh, for my te- for a, for a tenant issue with the with the city of LA. And uh, she goes, oh, because you don't look like you belong here. I'm like, no, I don't belong here. I'm just trying to figure what the hell. Oh, this I is. thought she recognized you. No, 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 no. She didn't recognize me. Ah, but okay. It's just the, the way I was dressed, and then the people around me were kind of dressed a little bit different. Really. And she was like. Let me see what you have. And I showed her the paper. She looked yeah. at it. Mind you, I'm not paying her for anything. She's just she's right. there because it's, you know she's a public defender. Read it over. She goes, you'll be fine. Just say this, 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 this. Yep. The judge is an amazing judge. She'll take care of everything. Yeah. And long behold, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, you know, there are great public defenders out there and there's terrible public defenders I out agree. there. I so, agree. I've seen them. You yeah. know, it is what it is. But what else we got on the agenda, guys? Looks like we covered it all, no? Or no, no, did we cover everything? What else we got? Talk about rising crime, fentanyl, bills. Any other bills you wanted to go over? Oh, you want to go over 553? 553. Did we do that one already? We did that one, yeah. That's the one um, July of next year. Right, right, we did. Yeah. We did. I know you mentioned something about Sheriff Villanueva, you know, basically leaving office and then... uh, Sheriff Luna is now in office. Oh, we didn't go over that one. Yeah, yeah. Villanueva so, was on our podcast uh, right. yeah. a couple years ago when he was running for re-election against Sheriff Luna. Um, you mentioned a lot has changed since the sheriff's change. So, so what does somebody like a Villanueva do when they leave office? I mean, you can't go well, back and you can't go work at Walmart. No, what, no, what do you, you don't even think that would happen. So, what do you, what do you, what does somebody like? Well, he's do? been doing pretty good. He's been putting his name out there. He's been doing a lot of lives and you know getting people activated. Yeah. And I think that's where you have to start because where he came from, he was behind the eight ball constantly, and he was being attacked by the uh, board of supervisors and and then some, and then they even created. And put out legislation for you know a sheriff to be recalled, or they can fire you know, him. Pretty they can much. fire him, yeah. you know, the and, next day after yeah. elections. And, <laughs> and then, like, yeah, if he would have won, they would have voted him right back out. Crazy, you know, so yeah. they pretty Crazy. much cemented that. And that that man fought. He fought for us, and he he, he stopped the mandates and everything. That you know, he he didn't want to lose four thousand deputies, and because the mandates have to go through because board supervisors, you know, pushing it, uh, and. He, he's like, no, we're not doing that. You know, I, I'm going to sit and uh, take up arms for my guys and I'm going to defend them. And I respected that. I really respected that. Now, did we see that same thing coming from Sheriff Luna? Not at all. Uh, he's got deputies up in Lancaster that are doing their job and, you know, doing a great job. However, he didn't not once defend them. He didn't even get on their side. Automatic, dude, you're gone. You know, nope, can't do this. So, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, he's going to get respect because of his position, but he's not going to get any other respect other than that. Because all we all know when he was at um, Long Beach, he wasn't even a good chief there either. No, you know, he they didn't he, want he didn't him. Have, he didn't have a good rep there. No, either. and here he goes, and we have him as our our sheriff. That, that's how they pick Oof, him. No, come on, that's how the the NC picks him. Like, uh, yeah. let's see, you screwed up Long Beach. You'd be perfect candidate. We need you here. (laughs) We need you to screw up the sheriff's department. And (laughs) sad, but man, that's what's happening. And a lot of people, they they want their job. They want to be able to stay. And basically, they got to toe the line. And that's a sad thing. But um, he's losing people left and right. They're going to other agencies. They're retiring early. He he can't keep them. 
you know, and you got other people coming into the department and, and then you wonder why, you know, law, no one wants to go to law enforcement anymore because it's not worth it because when you can actually make a difference and you can stop, you know, criminals from, you know, taking advantage of people and becoming victims, then you're like, man, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful job. It's a career that you can take pride in. But when you get somebody like Luna and he just destroys it from within, basically, you, you, there's no love for it anymore. It, it like it hurts because you see, man, we had so much that we could do before, but we can't do that anymore um, because it's just the guy has no heart for it. And I don't know, maybe he's there for the position. Maybe he's there for the power or just, hey, I was the sheriff. Oh, hey, you know, but do your job. Make it where communities are safe. Put public safety ahead of uh, whatever else you're doing, you know, and Families need that support. You know, uh, when you got four break-ins in my neighborhood, uh, burglaries, and that was just one week. And what's going on? Nothing. Still, they're still breaking into other homes around the neighborhood, everywhere else, actually. And smash and grabs are going on. What's going on? You know, where are they? That's what I would be. If I was a citizen and I say, hey, where's the police at? Well, there's not that many of us anymore. So they can't go to every call. They can't. No, oh, some calls aren't going to happen. So when you defund your police department, your law enforcement, and then you become that victim, who, who are you blaming? You're blaming the cops well because they weren't there because that's what they're supposed to do, right? But you got to look a little bit further because that's not the story. That's not reality. Reality is there's not that many of us anymore because they don't want to do the job because they're just fed up with it too. But you got to put cops out there who actually want to protect you and your family. We can't do that right now because of our elected officials. So if you're afraid or you don't think it's going to change, vote in somebody who's actually concerned about you. You know, I'm concerned about you. I want to help you. So if you don't want that help, man, I, I know what to tell you. You know, I really honestly want to put out legislation that protects children, families, uh, businesses. That's my job. And I'm, I'm going to stick with How long it. were you in law enforcement? 24, 24 years. years. Shares I mean, what, what better candidate than somebody who's been a public servant for 24 years? And not only a public servant, that's as far from a politician as can be because you are literally putting your life on the line every single time you put on a uniform, right? Right. You're a target. You're a target. That's yeah. it. Especially now. But so I, I can't think of anybody with... I don't even want to say experience, but commitment to the community than, a, yeah. than law enforcement. Who else has that level of commitment to the community? Yeah, because when he puts on a uniform, he leaves the house. He doesn't know if he's coming home yeah. that, we don't that, do that, that same way, day. We don't even go that far. We just go. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. But we just go. That's we don't think that, about it. You know, it's kind of like you look at it as this man is going out there and risking his life not only for his family, yeah. but for his local community. Yeah, we're actually sacrificing our own family for that too. Because if something happens to us, our family is the one that loses. You see? Yeah, that's true. One of my one of my friends who he had a client out in Lancaster, Palmdale, uh, just recently actually, because this has never happened before. He had squatters on the property. Yep. And 
he called the local sheriff's department and he said, look, there's squatters on the property. I don't know who they are. They don't belong there. We're selling the property. I need you to get them out. He goes, well, why don't you guys just go through the eviction process? This is the sheriff's department. Yep. Because they don't want to go out. He goes, uh, listen, do you have a supervisor I could speak to? Gets the supervisor on the line. He goes, they aren't tenants. They don't belong there. They're right. trespassing. So I need you guys to get somebody out there to get them out. Supervisor turns around and says, well, uh, speak to an attorney. See if you guys could basically start the eviction process until we get somebody out there. That's what it is. Are you freaking kidding me? It's Bro, mad. these people broke into this person's house and are basically just squatting there. And you're telling an individual, a homeowner, who's trying to sell this house to go through an eviction process right. on somebody who's not even a tenant. This is the sheriff's department recently. Yeah. Whereas I That's asked... what it's turning yeah, into. And I asked the same question to him. I said, look, you've been in this game for a while. Was this going on four, five, six years ago? He goes, dude, when I called the sheriff's department, I said, somebody's a squatter in the house. He goes, they were there within hours yep. to basically just like warrant and all, as in spoke to somebody, got the warrant, are there, you're out, get out. You don't belong there. As in everything was done. So you just said it right now. There's a process. You, you went bam, 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 right? There was a process. Got the warrant. Yeah. Right? That comes from the attorneys. That comes from the DA. It comes from the judges. There's a process. Broken. <laughs> yeah. Now they're part of the staging. Well, yeah. now, now it's not even that. Now it's kind of like it's not my problem anymore. Go find an attorney. Hire that attorney. Spend your money out of your own pocket yeah. to evict somebody who doesn't belong there. No, the homeless are... Just staging you know how you uh, hire somebody they bring in nice couches and everything yeah, to yeah, make yeah. it look presentable yeah, yeah, like, well yeah, they establish residency right so that's the whole point of the whole thing so if they look like they're living there oh yeah we can't i can't mess with them now you know yeah. you got to do the attorney thing so it's sad because but yeah before and back in the day oh yeah you guys don't have any id blah, blah, you're out of here yeah Let's go. And it's it's crazy how you would say like the process was quick yeah. Everything was quick. He goes from because obviously it's you know it's a small city. Everybody's local there. He right. goes by the time we got Warren this 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 this. He goes bam, they were out. Yeah, like to enter the property. Because who's suffering though? It's those small business owners, people, mom and pops, you know, who bought that extra property to make a living for when they retire. They're yeah. screwed. Yeah, you know because you got people who won't do their job, and they won't say they won't defend your rights. I thought we all took a, an oath, an office when we did that. You know, they, they just went back on their oath big time. I could only imagine if people like dump life savings into, I don't know, like a second home for their kids yeah. and shit hits the fan like that. Yeah. And they end up, you know, paying an arm and leg to try to get somebody out. Yeah. It's not where, worth it. They yeah. just lose money. And then they just turn around and they say, you know what? Screw this. Yeah. Yeah. They just let the house go. And it really pisses me off because I mean, that's, you already know it's like you work so hard for what you have and you think you're going to give that to your kids one day, right? There's no generational wealth anymore because they're taking that away too. You know, and that's part of the problem because if we can't sustain our own family and make, you know, a difference, then, you know, these, these guys got us, you know, we're all handcuffed. What are we going to do? Right. So we all, we definitely, it, it, it just should ignite you. It should make you more pissed to actually stand up and do something. Because when you see it happening, oh, well, I'm not in that position. I'm good. I'm not going to do anything. You will be. Guaranteed. They'll force you into that position. One you day. will be. Oh, 
Jeez. Dave says parents should be able to declare 5150 on their children. Right now, only officers and mental health professionals can do it. I, 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 how, how that? is hold that? On, hold on. Declaring 5150 is basically. The doctor got to do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't. A parent. It's a 72 hour hold, but what is that going to change? Law enforcement does not declare 5150. We can take you in for it and have you see a doctor. Yeah, it has to be a physician. It has to be a physician. But, Always, but what is that going to change? I don't understand. Let's say if a parent can declare that they can't. No, no. Let's say law passes. Right. And I can declare a fifty-one fit call and say. Wow, that would then, be scary because any parent, you know, they're not all great parents out there, you know. And if they'll take, you know, so oh man, yeah, we don't want this kid here anymore. Take him, you know. Yeah. I don't so, know. So, follow but the that's law. what I'm saying. We're like, okay, seventy-two hour hold. What and then what? They're going to come back after seventy-two yeah. hours. They don't just keep you. You might have a little break or something, but. You know, they, if they, so you're asking for respite care basically, or it's kind of what it sounds like, you know, bad kids, bad problems, put them away for three days and send them back. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, but, uh, that used to be where they, they do the scared straight. Remember scared straight. They take them to the jail. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 With the the sheriff's department, right? They were in prison, state prisons, federal prisons. So they would take these kids who are kind of like on the edge. And these, those inmates that With came murders, in. Murderers, rapists, oh, yeah. God knows what. And they were like, these kids would like walk in there. and Great just program, like, oh, man. Yeah. Great. It's, a, it's a reality check. Yes, for them. It's like, time. Listen, you want you, this? You want to continue on with this path? This is where your butt buddy's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And, and it's sad, but that's a reality. And they, you know, I think a lot of those kids who went through that program, it helped them. I'd like to see the where are they are now, you know, yeah. thing. You know, I would be interesting to see, but well, it was one a great thing, program. one thing I noticed about that program was a lot of these kids were coming from a broken family. Yeah, there was a yeah. missing father figure. Yep. There was a divorce going on. Single motherhood was there. Where Sad. And, and obviously, majority of the kids were that were uh, what's it called? Uh, the uh, the ones that were the victims were boys. Yeah, there were, there were boys acting up. There was no father figure to set them straight and say, hey, listen, you know, don't talk to your mother this way. This is how you got to be a man. You know, that was all flushed down the drain. And who do they seek guidance from? The gangs. Yep. The wrong people. They're going to be there for them. Exactly. All day long. Exactly. So, you know, it's just sad to see where society is headed and breaking up that family uh you know that that's because family. they incentivize you when when you have single motherhood that's up tenfold over the Big last f- let's yeah. say three four decades now and if they're paying you x amount per child what why would you go to work you'll just have another kid the government will pay you let's say what a thousand bucks a month i don't know whatever that well, number yeah, they're is destroying the nuclear family and and so now you have five kids you don't know who the fathers are of these five kids you're getting five grand a month you're basically a foster care facility in a sense. Not even that. And you're yeah, At then least with foster care you had some rules. Yeah. You know? And and your kids, what do you think the chances are? Eighty percent chance they're gonna end up in prison. Well, look, this is I mean, let me go back on the housing thing, right? Uh section what is it, eighteen or what is it? Uh section Section eight. Section eight, yeah. Section eight. They can't afford you know anywhere else. The government pays that, right? So you got these broken families, you got kids that, you know, they just get reintroduced into that program where the government takes care of The government is housing me and you can't escape that. How many people do you know who've got out of Section 8? 
Ooh, it's very little. Once very they're, little. Once they're in it, that's it. That's it. They're stuck. And so that's one of the other things that is, I think it's a crime because now they're facilitating that whole thing. Hey, you stay there. You're good. Well, Pat, right? that's how they control everything. Yeah. Why do you think exactly. that when, you know, when we've spoken to, you know, the lower class Armenians, Hispanics, the blacks, doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't you matter. Look, you look at them and they go, well, I, I vote Democrat because I've always voted Democrat. Well, why have you always voted Democrat? Well, if I if I vote a certain way, they'll cut my SSI or they'll cut this, no. they'll cut this welfare, they'll cut this. It's like, so basically what they're doing is they're feeding you that, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars a month to basically keep you, you on the hook, keep you on the hook, yeah. keep you lazy and to shut you up. Yeah. Control. And the same thing goes yeah. for the Section 8. Oh, if you vote this way, oh, well, you know that these Republicans, they're actually against Section 8. So if you vote for them. They're going to kick you out. They're going to kick you out. Yeah. And you go, oh, my God. No. What am I going to do? I can't. I can't. Where it's like, no, 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 no. Go look at the reality behind it. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's it, not about being against Section 8. Even that should yeah. have a term limit. Well, yeah, of course, of, of course, the term but they don't limit, give them they, an escape out of it. They don't give them programs to because get that's out how of they it. Con it's control. Yeah, they keep them there. They control. That's yeah, how they control. It's a great, them. great thing. It's a great thing. I'll tell you right now to help people to live and have a home and get in there. But you need to rise up out of that system and and pull yourself out. Well, how, how so how are you going to do how that? How else right? are the Democrats going to get their votes, Pat? Oh man! But isn't gosh. how keep all these there, I guess, all huh? these cookie cutter buildings are built as well? Or if you built one of those projects, whatever it costs, 150, 200 million. Yeah, Glendale required a certain number of them to be low income. Right. The percentage, I think it's almost a third. Has I, don't, to I don't remember what exact percentage income. it was, but certain certain buildings required certain low income. Because yeah. if you were to pick it up as a regular rental, it's very expensive. Oh, yeah. It's very, very Super. expensive. I mean, we're talking about like a one bedroom being, you know, well over $2,000, $3,000. Yep. So... Some of them are low income and, you know, you see the type of people that are moving into these buildings mm. and then all of a sudden, you know, you see crime rise up in Glendale, in Burbank, in surrounding areas where Glendale was known as one of the safest cities in the United States. Yes. Yep. And then That's now right. you have YSL and Gucci being broken into. Like nothing. Like. It, that's like normal every day now, right? It's scary, man. Yeah, it's it scary. And when it happens in your backyard, that's when you, it's a reality check. As in like, hey, listen, the politicians that you brought into that's your local, yeah, you, yeah, that you elected into office, yep. those are the ones that have those signatures on those, you know, luxury condos. Yep. Those are the people that actually brought in the crime. And you're still going to vote for that, you know? You, I'm, I'm not talking to you guys, but I'm talking to those people who, who want change, but they will keep voting for that same insanity. What is that? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result, but right. the same thing, same damn thing happens. You got to stop. You know, people got to wake up and just, I mean, literally tell your friends like, this is what's going on. No, I don't believe that. Well, look, this, you may not believe it, but that's it. This is it right here. I'm showing you. So yeah. when it happens, then Man, I told you, I showed you. But we've done that so many times, right? We can't stop. When people say, I don't believe it, I, I hate to say this, but best example of that would be, we're not asking you to believe in a religion. Nobody's asking you to believe in and God. By far. Nobody's saying, you know, believe in 
something invisible. It's tangible. Look at the numbers. Yeah. Look at the statistics. It's not about, I don't believe it. No, just look at it. It's right here. Yeah. If you tell me, well, no, I don't, I don't believe in any higher power because I can't see it. Okay, right. fine. I understand. Are your kids starving? Are, are you, you know, struggling for cash yes. and money? They yeah. are. I mean, I got cousins who are low income and I help them out as much as I can, but they're in it, you know? And I'm like, man, you know, and are you going to vote Democrat still? And they're going to get them yeah. until we wake them up and say, hey, hey, no, 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 no. This is what's going to happen. Vote this way. We will change it. You know, stop. Stop the insanity, please. You know, we, we have to do it. Otherwise, there's just no other way, but we, ha we have no other recourse. Stop relying on the government to pay, yeah. take care of you. They're lining up yeah. their pockets and they're passing policies that aren't going to benefit you. Yep. And, the, and the money that they're giving you, you think you're going to be able to sustain a lifestyle as the, years, yeah, as the years go on? Well, look at how much a carton of eggs is nowadays. Look at how much a gallon of milk is nowadays. Yeah. You go sit down at a restaurant, you have lunch with a friend, you drop 100 bucks, 150 bucks, and you leave. Easy. Dude, lunch. Yeah. yeah. That, that's lunch. That's lunch, yeah. bro. I, I ordered a couple of two paper towels and two toilet papers for the office. $120. $120, bro. For, you want me to tell you what happened at Costco? What's inflation? Oh, yeah. Inflation. Dude, I now going to Costco for, you know, me and my family is, I mean, we look at it as, we're, mortgage we're, payment. We're we're looking at minimum minimum three it's to car four. Payment. Yeah, three to four hundred. If gift that, bro, thousand dollars. Uh, three to three to four car payments are through the roof as well. But three, four, five hundred dollars easily at Costco. Easy because you got a you look at steak, you look at chicken, you look at fish, you look at Little toilet snacks paper. Snacks for the kids. Ooh, yeah, snacks yeah. for the kids. Water, and then if your kids are going to school, you want to make sure you you know you have some sort of like snack or lunch with them. Yeah. Uh, Dude, it just, it, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes. And all of a sudden, you know, you're at the cash register and, you know, she clicks the enter button and she goes, that'll be $575. And, and what do you do? You just, you, you hand them over. Do, do you have a couple of empty boxes I can take? No, <laughs> can not I, anymore. I, I got to pay those? for those. Yeah, yeah. You do? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying joking. maybe no, no, one no. day. Very but you know what Costco was out of today? I was trying to order for my facility. No, they actually don't give you boxes. They were out of, they, do, they, do, they, do. they, they were yeah. out of everything Clorox. Really? No bleach, no disinfectant wipes, nothing. Uh, they go, were all out. Uh, go to the business Costco, the one on Sherman Way. That's far, bro. Okay, Don't far, lazy, far bro. from what? <laughs> I personally, tech, I mean, I don't even <laughs> go do the shopping myself for my facility. Okay. I order it on Instacart or Costco mm. direct, wherever, but they're just completely out. Mm. Try, try the business Costco if you want to just go there directly. I know you want to do the Instacart thing, but... I mean, if they're out there, might as well make a drive and just, you know, I'm sorry that you have to make that drive out there for some Clorox bleach, but. Well, I went on Amazon. Because I know no, you're no, going to no, go for I'll Clorox go bleach and then you're going to end up leaving with the TV. <laughs> hey, man, look what I got. It's a good price. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl's like, not too far yeah, away. It's like, hey, Ani, look, I got some Clorox bleach for this new 75-inch TV. Uh, that's uh, small, bro. It's, 75. it's okay. You got COVID restrictions coming back. Maybe that's it or something. Seriously, like, why are they out of stock of all the wipes, Lysol spray? They were out of all those things. Anything that's COVID. disinfectant related, they were out. COVID. It's coming, making a comeback. It's election time, man. Oh, oof, that's right. Mm. It's election time. It's a little frightening. I love election time. Bro, yeah. but I, I can't wait till 
2024 to see what happens with all yeah. of this. Like, give me both. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's gonna be crazy. Because we were we were on for the 2020, and fucking Ed, man, Ed, Ed was the one that called it. He was like, he's gonna lose. He said, <laughs> Ed, Ed was the one that called said it. one. He said Biden's gonna win. Again, I don't want to get into the tw- uh, the presidential election, but mm-hmm. Ed was the one that said. Biden was going to lose. Biden's, no, he said Biden's going to win. Oh, and you and oh. I were the ones who were saying, bro, are you kidding me? Like, the guy's a walking zombie. Like, let alone now, he's a walking zombie. Like, majority of the time, he's just like... Well, did he say win in quotation marks or no? He's, I remember Ed saying he's going to win. Was it in quotation marks? I don't know. Because that makes a difference. Yeah, well, quotation marks does make a difference. He did win. Yeah. But I he's going to win again? You saw Trump in <laughs> Iowa, bro. The guy... I posted the I don't thing. think Michael Jackson had that type of Bro, a crowd. I posted I posted the Trump 2024 yeah. and Trump 2020 or I'm sorry Trump 2024 and Biden 2024 hashtags the Biden 2024 hashtags were like 15,000 and then the Trump was I mean, Oh yeah, you can see the number behind it. You see the right? numbers, yeah. man. It's like yeah. six six figures. Yeah, he's the most popular president. What are you talking about? I think about? he's the most popular person in the world at this point. Well, he's got a lot of drama behind him right now. I mean, in how many times he's been indicted? And Bro, he's, he's living di- rent-free inside the liberals' brains right now. Yeah. Rent-free. They're, they're feeding oh. his campaign. Crazy. I think you should get arrested, Pat. <laughs> get a mugshot. You'll win. <laughs> You'll we'll, win. We'll indict you. <laughs> we'll indict Pat. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I know it's yeah, pretty yeah. hard in there, but I can make it. No, <laughs> no man. It's, give it a shot, it's crazy. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, jeez. What else we got on the agenda? Anything else? Boss, no, no, what boss, else we, we got? Cover it, boss? Oh, yes. Ooh, let me see that. Mm. I got one here, too. All right. So we got coffee with a... I like this. Coffee with a cop. Patrick Lee Gibson running for State Assembly, District 40. So... Oh, is this... Uh, okay, so we got two dates. Oh, that's a fundraiser. Okay. Oh, this is the fundraiser? Okay. So, okay. This one that we have, Coffee with the Cops, September 14, 2023, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., uh, Belgium Waffle House. Yes. It's in Chatsworth, 18, okay, 18100 Chatsworth Street, Unit E, Granada Hills, California, 91344. We'll actually post this as well. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. So, you guys could attend this, meet Pat, and... Uh, Pick his brain as well. Yeah, please. Shit, ask him the stuff maybe we missed as well. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff we missed. Definitely. Yeah, bring it on. And if uh, if you guys are in the chats, if you guys are in the Granada Hills, Northridge, North Hills area, um, I we highly, highly, highly recommend you take that two hours off of uh, off of your schedule. Go out there after work. It says from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah. Have a cup of coffee and hang out with Pat and uh, pick his brain as well. Yeah, owners opening up. Just because he believes in what's going on. There so, you go. And he's, uh, he's doing it. And then on on uh, October 5th of this year, Comedy Night fundraiser. Yes. Uh, where is this held at exactly? Porter Ranch. In Porter Ranch. Yes. Do we have details on that yet? Okay. So, okay. Here's what's going to happen, guys. There, If you guys aren't following Patrick, go follow Patrick on Instagram. They will have uh, more details on that. So, once you register on uh on the Instagram page or uh, wherever they set up the registration for this event, they'll send you details. Right. Who who doesn't want to go laugh? You know, who doesn't want to go. Democrats. Laugh? <laughs> they want to scream. 
<laughs> they want to be specked. You want to be specked. Oh, well. <laughs> and, and we can say that's true because we've seen it. <laughs> yeah. So there's that as well. So uh, if you Pat, if you guys aren't following Pat for the details on that, follow yes, Patrick please. on Instagram. And we'll put his, uh, we'll put his come handle on, come as well. Uh, so you guys could follow that. Um, anything else you guys got going on? Oh, we got a lot more stuff going on. We're going to probably have another, um, uh, was it uh, Casino Night? So that one was actually really good. We did well with that. So expect to see a casino night. Perfect. Uh, expect to see Second Amendment uh, fundraisers. That, that means you get to go out. You get to go Ooh. out and shoot. That and because I, that answer your three question? You know, so yeah. So Was he asking if... That's if how Levick, sh- Levick determines who he's voting for. What's your stance on Second Amendment? Because uh, you could say yeah. everything else if you say... You're kind of iffy on a second. You know, he's done with. He's like, oh no, chill. They say leave our kids alone. Leave yeah. my guns alone. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. go. Does that answer your question, Liz? He's climaxing right now. <laughs> he's cli- <laughs> He'll be back in a couple hours. Paper towels expensive, Levy. Go easy. <laughs> <laughs> Socks are cheaper, <laughs> and you can reuse them. <laughs> oh, it's like a Democrat's mask. You can reuse it. Just wash and reuse. Now he's asking all guns. Oh. All guns. Like, cause you're referring to ARs. Do you think ARs are assault rifles? Or? Uh, no, they are not. They are not assault <laughs> rifles. An assault rifle is in the military, right? An assault, an AR is not an assault rifle. Yeah. It will never be an assault rifle. But if they keep believing it is, maybe it'll turn into one. But no, it's not. I'm a firearms instructor, man. Come on. I, I don't yeah, teach there that. In capital yeah. letters. In, don't in, in scream. Bold don't yell, letters, He's yelling, vote for this man. There <laughs> you go. There you go. Defend <laughs> yourself, please. Defend the Constitution. <laughs> Ultimately, yes. There you go. That'd be nice. Uh, Pat, we appreciate you making time to come out here and chit-chat with Thank us again. We hope we covered everything and anything we can. Uh, maybe we could even have you prior to the March uh, 5th election, have you come back on again, yeah, uh, chit-chat with you one more time before before then. Maybe we could do like a panel sort of thing. Like a uh, town hall? Why, Why not? not? Let's do it. Yeah. I think that would be a good idea. Because we look, we, there's, a, there's a bunch of people that we're backing up. Right. From school boards... To put them in the hot yeah, seat. Yeah, from school boards <laughs> to assembly members to senate members, maybe we could set something up where we sit down with all these people and 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 do like a Q and A. Not only with us, man. No, 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 with with the public. Yeah, yeah with, with the where public. we where we literally throw a mic out there and have these people. Don't throw it. You can hand it to them. Yeah, yeah, you might get and an assault. Oof, careful. Yeah, you will these do millennials and their it's vocabulary. They just throw a mic out there. Yeah, it's a. Well, it's an assault mic. Yeah. You should <laughs> AM assault mic. You gotta tape that actual word on there, assault mic. So, yes. <laughs> Everything has to be labeled nowadays, bro. People people yes. I don't even want to go. I, I don't even want to go there anymore. I don't even want to go there anymore. Uh guys, today's podcast will be up and running on uh Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast. Uh sorry for the for the issue in the beginning. We don't know what happened. I'm yeah. gonna go back and take a look at it again. Apparently the first maybe Tech. minute or two. Tech. I wonder yeah. if it has anything to do with last week's episode. Because last week's episode, even till today, is kind of funky. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a look at it again. If for any reason I do see an issue with it, uh obviously we do have it kind of uh 
you know, recording on our on our end. Right. I'll pull it off of YouTube and then I'll re-upload it again on YouTube again, so right. you guys could uh, view it from the beginning. Because we did do a moment of silence for the victims of nine eleven, and uh, we wanted to pay respect to them. Yes, um, we chit chatted, you know, about nine eleven as far as everybody and anybody remembers where they were at the time the attacks took place. All right. And then we obviously like the Northridge earthquake. Yeah. And then we talked shit about Camel Toharas comparing uh January sixth to nine eleven in Pearl Harbor, which was completely ridiculous. I mean Absolutely it literally ridiculous. spits on the graves of the people that died, you know, innocent people that died on that yeah. day. So uh guys Again, today's podcast will be up and running manana. Pat, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, guys. I don't Seriously. want to wish you luck because you don't need it. You I'll got, take you got prayers and blessings. There you go, man. There, there you have it. There you yeah. go, bro. And tomorrow night. And yes. So tomorrow night, guys, I will be posting a link. We will be special guests on the Bros and Brews podcast with uh, DJ Harry FX and Ara Basil. Uh, 7.30 p.m. will be the live. I'll put a link on our Instagram page. So follow the link there. 7.30 will be live with them uh, to basically shoot the shit with them. Yes. Yeah. And great. once again, Ed, hope you enjoying your dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Vigino Pod. Yes. Yes. Um, Happy many birthday. blessings birthday. to you and your family. Health. There you go. I hope they're drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Really? Because if because if you took PTO and you're sure. not drinking, then <laughs> yes, you're out of P two hours, man. Basically. So next time you're sick, I don't care if you're coughing your lungs out. You're gonna be sitting here. Yeah. Wear a mask and sit here. Yeah. Does that work? All right, guys. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow, and then we'll see you back here with the Wise Nuts next Monday. Next Monday. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs>